The latest Starfield news comes in the wake of some rumors from somebody who got some things right about the Xbox Developer Direct, and I think it is a worrying potential pattern for the year of 2023, and I'm arguing that just delay it. Just delay Starfield, please. I'm going to walk through everything that's happened, the leaks, uh, my thoughts on this, the community's response to the potential of another Starfield delay and why I am strongly arguing that I want this game to get as much time as it can and I'm going to be using a lot of Phil Spencer's words to say they're going to put themselves in a really bad spot if they push this game out before it is ready so if you enjoy this kind of content make sure you hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss these live shows I put all the good information right here at the beginning so you don't have to go searching for it so what exactly happened I, I, I don't like running with every leak with every rumor but I thought this would be a really really good opinion piece to say in light of this rumor I'm going to take up the position that you should just delay Starfield okay this this should not be coming out before it's ready according to GameRevolution.com on January 25th user Horns had called the release of Tango Gameworks Stealth Drop Game Pass game at the direct show Hi-Fi Rush if you didn't see that you should definitely check it out it's on Game Pass it kind of went viral it's a good game people are saying that it's awesome it was a huge win for Xbox and this guy claimed that that was going to happen so he may actually have inside information now what else did the leaker say well this is when it starts to get concerning according to the leaker Microsoft has been looking to blunt the loss of its Azure cloud division with development Redfall being rushed and in rough shape along with Bethesda apparently being pressured to release Starfield in June of 2023 to recoup fiscal year earnings. So this is the direct quote from the leaker. He says, One thing Microsoft floated was releasing Starfield before fiscal year, a.k.a. June 2023. Redfall is coming first and is in rough shape still and probably should use more quality control, but it's still in better shape than Starfield. Now, something baked into this leak that people might have missed is that he just confirmed, if this leak is true, he just confirmed that you won't see Starfield before Redfall. Like, you're not going to see it. These people that are like, oh, we're going to get a, a, a surprise Super Bowl commercial, and then they're going to launch it in March. Well, if this leaker is correct, because he got Hi-Fi Rush right, that's not happening. They've already got Starfield slated to be after Redfall, even if Microsoft gets their way. Now, according to the leaker, quote, Bethesda wants more time with Starfield, and if they get their way, Starfield will come out in the fall of 2023. If Microsoft gets their way, it comes out in the fiscal year. If Starfield comes out in June, expect it to be in rough shape, end quote. Okay, this is worrying, okay? There was a line about Diablo as well. That that video is going to hit the, the Reforged Dungeon. We have a channel just for Diablo updates. If you want to subscribe to it, check it out. But he, he said something about Diablo as well. My main concern has been the community response to this, okay? The community response has been to say, listen, we're going to break into two camps here. There's one camp that is like, absolutely not. You better not delay this game. It better come out on time. And I'm like, listen, if this is the final straw for you, then I've got bad news for you. It launching early and not being ready would likely also be the final straw for you. Like if you're that frustrated, if you're that angry 
if you're that anxious to get your hands on a game, you're not going to be happy with it coming out before it's ready. I've had people leave comments on my videos and have basically said they would be done with Xbox if Starfield gets another delay. They'd be like, that's it, I'm done. I, you know, I, I had guys saying they were going to sell their Xboxes. Now, I don't think anybody's actually going to do that, okay? I understand the passion about another potential disappointment, and I, I think that side is getting ahead of itself. If that's the position that you're taking, I highly doubt people would ignore Starfield if and when it finally came out and if it was great they would play it you're kidding yourself if you're going to sit on the sidelines of this game that looks to be one of the biggest launches of the year okay especially if it is good now the second camp is the camp that i'm in take as much time as you need in fact my video i'm saying please delay it okay please for everybody's sake do not push this game out before it's ready. If you're choosing between landing in the fiscal year or taking the time that the devs need, then just delay the game. This would really come back on Phil Spencer and Microsoft if Bethesda launches Starfield in June and it's clearly not ready. Phil recently said that he wants teams to, quote, own their date. He spoke with TheVerge.com about the Starfield and Redfall delay and said, quote, It isn't really a decision to move a game after spending the team's effort over multiple years to just get to a point where you know you're not going to deliver the game you want on the date that was promised. He said, Now at some level, because I've shipped games too early, we have experienced shipping games too early. Yes, you have, Phil. You have experienced shipping games too early. Don't do it again. These games should be given as much time as needed. No matter how disappointing that is for the fans that have been waiting for these games to come out, 2023 isn't going to be a memorable year just because you got product out the door if it wasn't ready. He readily admits they have experienced shipping games too early, and if this leaker is to be believed, they're aiming to do it again with Starfield and Redfall. And speaking more on Starfield, Phil said this, quote, In hindsight, when you look at a game like Starfield, it's taken so long and so much investment in new IP from the team, the decision to give the team time to build the game that they feel they should be building is just the right thing to do. I agree, Phil I like Phil. I'm not being hard on him. I agree with this quotation. Yes, the amount of time that was put into this game, how how ambitious that it is, a new IP, a flagship for the Xbox ecosystem. Yep, that's the right thing to do, which means if you have to do it again, then do it again. However, Phil seemingly gives himself a business out with the following quote in the same interview. There are financial implications to those decisions, weighing what is going to happen, whether it's platform growth, subscriber growth, or frankly, the revenue that you generate when a new game launches. Those are business decisions. You definitely have to weigh the outcome of those decisions. Yeah, well, worryingly, that's the line of reasoning that's being leaked. They're worried about the fiscal year. They're worried about the financials. They're worried about recouping costs. And he seems to indicate in this interview that there's a point in time where that matters more than if the game is ready or not. Now, he drops a line that 
acquisition can help with these situations which I think is hilarious he's almost sort of like trying to say hey acquisitions are a good thing right he says for any game but definitely for our game Starfield and Redfall which are our first big Xbox games with ZeniMax coming into the team I just wanted to make sure that those teams felt they had all the support they could get from Xbox and to maybe feel some of the benefit of being part of a larger organization that has other revenue streams and other helpful things going on so He's sort of sliding that in there like, yeah, it's pretty nice that these companies are owned by a really big organization. Nudge, nudge, Activision Blizzard deal. Yeah, it could be really good. I kind of caught that. I I know what you're saying, Phil, and that's fine. They're trying to push the PR in their favor. Sure, do it. That's that's seeking out their business interests. But Phil gives credence to allowing for another delay with the following quote. This was sort of the end of the the summary of the interview. He said, One of the things I've learned is that you want teams to feel like they own their dates. They deliver better when they feel like their own destiny with their games. Like they own their own destiny. So you wait for the real signal from the creative and the production teams. So listen, I'm going to put Phil Spencer into a bit of a corner here. If Starfield releases before it is ready... And this leak makes it look like it took place at sort of the protest of Bethesda, then you can't blame Bethesda. You can't walk out in the public and say, it's the, we let the creative teams, we let production, we want the devs to own their date, and then you push the game out when Bethesda's saying, no, we would prefer the game to launch in the fall. If it launches before it's ready, this leak makes it really, really tough for anybody to blame anybody other than Microsoft. Now, it's surely a shared blame situation. If history has shown anything, though, games launching too early is typically on the publisher. They're like, gotta get it out, gotta get it out. Devs are typically saying, we need more time, we're not ready, we need to delay. That's been a common trope and relationship between the developers and the publishers in the last couple of years, maybe even the last decade. In this case, that would be Microsoft. They're basically the publisher of this game. They own Bethesda. They own Zenimax. So we have a leak indicating that they're thinking along those lines. This leak is easy to believe because we've seen this before in the gaming industry time and time again, right? If you are considering this game and its launch date, you're likely wondering whether or not it's going to be ready when it finally comes out. There's already concerns swirling about performance, draw distance, render distance, pop in. We've had our own frames per second debate. If you want to check out my video about why this game better not be capped at 30 FPS, you can check that out. I have my own concerns about how well it's going to run on the Series S. So let's just get some thoughts and questions so I can conclude my opening monologue. Microsoft has had a strong start this year with a ghost drop of a game that went kind of viral and a good showing of games with dates. However, the lack of a date for Forza Motorsport has me worried that that's going to put extra pressure on Starfield to land in June. Signs are already pointing to the fact that Forza Motorsport will not be landing in the first half of 2023 because we don't have a release date. They were a part of the Xbox Developer Direct. They did their own Forza stream, and there was no release date. And that game is apparently coming out in the next four months. We're basically a day or two away from February. So between February and June, there's not a lot of time there. Why don't you have a release date yet? Unless, of course, Forza Motorsport's not coming out in the first half. That would be one of the first games to not make it in that first half as we were promised, which would then put pressure on Microsoft to get Starfield out the door to make good on that promise. 
Those pushing for an early launch due to the promise from Microsoft, I think, will be twice as mad if it launches and it's in bad shape. It's better to make them wait and deliver something polished than just giving them something that's going to add to their frustration. You wouldn't beg somebody to take something out of the oven before it's ready just because you had been waiting for a long time. Do you really you want to eat some undercooked chicken? Probably not. You want to eat that cake if it's not ready and it's all mushy and doughy? Probably not. That's kind of the argument here is it's going to make things worse if you've waited all this time to launch something that is not ready. Another thing to consider is that if both Redfall and Starfield launch in poor states, many will wonder about the future of Xbox. Most of the first-party studios right now are heads down and they're working, so the cadence would once again be dry and disappointing. I have another video forthcoming about Hellblade and why I don't think it's coming in 2023, but these rumors cause me to be concerned that Ninja Theory is being put in a similar situation of needing a game to get out the door for fiscal and business reasons just so Microsoft can have a bunch of MVPs, minimum viable products, on Game Pass. I recently did an episode with 30 and So Gaming and my brother, and that's something that 30 and So Gaming continues to say about game passes they're just going to want to get a bunch of mvps out the door this could start to feel like you're just spinning your tires in mud the faster you try to get out of the situation the worse you're going to make it sure shipping games can look great if it actually starts to happen at a good rhythm but it's not gonna matter if they're not ready for launch There's a reason that Hi-Fi Rush is a victory. There's a reason it is a slam dunk for Microsoft. They didn't just ghost drop it and surprise everybody. They didn't just add value to Game Pass. They launched a good game. That's the ticket. You can't just say, well, we launched games. That Okay, fine. That's what you're literally supposed to do. It would be like going to a restaurant, and they'd be like, well, we brought food to you. Well, it doesn't matter if it's undercooked, overcooked, or tastes terrible. No one's going to say, well, I got food, or got it on time. No one's going to take that argumentation. Finally, and lastly, and I think most significantly... I am holding Phil Spencer and Microsoft to their word about Starfield and Redfall. Let the teams own their date. You want a good fiscal year? Then start winning awards and launching games worthy of it. Rushing minimum viable products out the door will not stop the bleeding. It will simply expedite it. And that is my open. 15-minute show open, and I'm telling you, just delay this game. Starfield, just delay it. I, I, like, I'm reading this rumor, and then I started looking at this Hellblade stuff, and I'm like, oh, freaking Microsoft, I swear if that's what your plan is this year, bro, I swear it ain't gonna work. So good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I'm ready for a spicy day. I don't know if anybody's gonna argue with me on this, though, right? Great open, thank you. Is anybody gonna debate this? Like, no, it needs to come out needs to come out in June like what happened with Hellblade that'll be my upload later the day I recorded everything this morning I'm putting a lot of pressure on Creature he's probably angry at me right now I didn't have a chance to record anything yesterday so I recorded all of my videos this morning my short 
uh, I recorded my uh, my upload for the for the rundown channel, and I rec- and I recorded uh, the 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 Hellblade video. That if we get that video out today, I think you guys are really really going to like it. It's right in line with this subject. Like I think it'll be the perfect upload to Capstone this episode as well. Hilly says it needs to come out by June. It's already late, says Hilly. And thank you so much for jumping back in as a VIP. Guys, the member goal is there. Let's get the coffee in frame as well. There we go. Who wants to be the first coffee order? Who wants to be the first member order of the day? You better have uh, some good lungs because that vid is going to be well after you want it. It's going to take that long to render. It's only a 10 minute. I didn't even go long. Yo, Rockin' Robin coming in with a five gifted member, anti-depressive Jamka's ZR, Zach Johnson, and H. Brownie. I, we can take this stream the distance. Is two and a half hours not enough time to get it rendered and uploaded? I, I knew it was going to be tough. I knew it was going to be tough, but it's so, it's so perfect for today's topic. Seven videos in front of it. Dang it. I, I didn't think about that. I did not think about the fact that you'd have other stuff going on. Yep. Ah, shoot. It's such a perfect video to follow this stream. Uh, Lono, something that's off from that leak is the Azure thing. You gotta understand, Azure brings in billions and billions of dollars. Microsoft Gaming is like nothing compared to it. It's a line item. That was the one part of it that feel that felt very, very strange to me. It's like, why would that be included? So Microsoft's going to try to recoup cost of losses on Azure? Like, what? Like, that doesn't even make any sense. Like, if you're, in my mind, in my mind, those two things, as you're saying, are, they feel very, very not related, like, at all. Um, if, if I'm looking at the gaming side of Microsoft, I'm not even considering that. But I just, I don't know, I don't know how they're, I don't know how they're doing it. Um... And we don't even know when the Starfield showcase uh, will be at this point. The Starfield release date um, is worrying. Uh, I forgot to put you on my short. Do you think the delays of Starfield and Forza ETC is going to cause Microsoft to pressure other devs to push their games? The hopper is pretty dry at the moment. That's precisely what I'm worried about. Thank you guys so much for watching over here on the talk. You want to get us to our first 1,000 likes. If you guys want to get us to 200 likes over on YouTube, Rock and Robin kicking things off with the first five gifted members and Silver Subaru is going to get a red badge, 24 months of membership. Let's go. Keep up the good work. Love the streams. I really hope that when Starfield comes out, it is good. I hope the exact same thing. Like, I don't want... It, to me, it's not just about, oh, yeah, get a game out the door. That's not going to make me happy. It, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter to me. It's like, oh, well, it, it doesn't. And honestly, consumers can sit here and shout and scream about this all they want. I'm here to tell you, that's not what they want. These guys that were getting in my comments and they were like, just get the game out the door. I was like, are you kidding me? You'll be so angry if they take your advice. Like, I know you're irritated. I know you're disappointed. I know you feel like, you know, they haven't made a good uh, good on their promises. I 100% get that. I, I'm, I'm on, at one level, I'm on your side. But at another level, I'm not on your side. I'm like, no, you're not going to be very happy if they do that. You're going to be ticked. You're going to be extremely ticked off if that's what they end up doing. 
is you're going to say we waited all this time for this it'll it'll add insult to injury it'll it'll make things worse you're not going to say well we you know at least we got the game and i know people are like you know todd howard says it's not how a game launches it's how it ends up or whatever that that's that's a terrible mindset as well i don't think anybody is going to say yeah you know it, it'll get there good morning feed good to see you in the chat we got to get some gifted members going here feed does not have a membership and we cannot abide that as a uh, as a community Let's get my other camera going. I um, I have to get a new cable. The dadgum thing. I, I've been using it to record Lego vids, and I must have bent the stupid cable. So I have a, too short of a cable now to do uh, to do the uh, the Lego stuff. So I had to use another cable, and it's shorter. Uh, nothing can be as bad as Cyberpunk at launch. Echo, I'm so sorry. I don't know why that happened. I fixed it. <laughs> okay. Guys, it's a new it's a new uh it's a new format we're going for. It's a new format we're going for. When we go to this scene, I, I want it to feel like you're in a uh, in a stadium. <laughs> yeah. I but when I switch the cable when I switch the cable, it must have, um, wait. Yeah. Oh, I know what it did. I know what it did. I switched the cable. I like re-added it. Hang on just a minute. Hang on. I, I let, let me go in here. Can we do this? No, that's not going to work. I don't know if I can fix it. Uh, yeah, no. We're just gonna have to do that. There we go. Oh well. Oh well. I must have re-added it. It was like, yeah, you want to use that audio device, right? You want to use the 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 microphone and the camera, right? No, I don't. It'll sound like Dookie. Yo, thank you so much, Jay Cashin, for a month. Uh, jumping back in as a member. It was like Optimus Prime had it. I'm not reading that out loud. <laughs> Drexen jumping back in with the VIP. Call the audio from you just now is about what my expectations of Starfield are. What a perfect parallel. Yeah, I don't think Starfield's going to be that bad. Good morning, brother. Hope your day is going well. Thank you guys so much for a thousand likes over on the Tickety Talk. We appreciate that very much. And we are nearing 200 likes on the on the live stream as well. Smash that thumbs up button. It helps more people find this video. Parasito says... This whole Starfield situation smells very faintly of a Bethesda Hail Mary before Microsoft repurposes the whole thing, either due to failure to deliver, user retention, or management disagreements. Yeah, but see, Starfield has been a huge game for them for a really long time, right? It's been a really, really big game for them for a really, really long time. So it would be really weird for them to like suddenly be okay with Microsoft saying, oh no, shove it out well before it's ready you know what I mean Drexen says let's go member train if you guys want to do a member train you have to start gifting them man I appreciate it that was Fallout 76 yeah but see Fallout 76 was like a big surprise thank you so much uh, Jay Cashin for doing a member plus membership I mean you know what I mean like just I don't know if Fallout 76 was at the same level of anticipation for them as, as, as Starfield it also was a completely different team Parasito like I don't know at all if that's a fair if that's a fair if that's a fair shot to take. Tommy Humphreys coming in with 14 months says not worrying about how a game launches sounds like the root of the problem. 
I was being a little hyperbolic, says Solemn. I don't think Starfield will be bad, although it could be. I am 98.9% positive it's not going to meet people's expectations and hopes. I'm positive on that. Um, live looks official, AF. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. We live stream on YouTube as well as over here. So thank you for watching in both places. If you want to support me directly, you can hit the star button, become a subscriber. Over on YouTube, you can hit the join button. There's also a variety of ways to support me. Uh, you can use my code over at Gamer Advantage with my glasses, or if you ever like my shirt, uh, it comes from 80s Tees. Same deal, same code, code Lono. How long can you keep delaying your game, though? Uh, they got to start working on Elder Scrolls 6 sometime soon. Vigil, listen, I know there's a sweet spot, okay? I know there's a sweet spot where, maybe not a sweet spot, I know there's a tipping point. That's a better way of saying it. There is a tipping point where it's like, it's been long enough, you gotta get this game out the dadgum door. Like, I, I, I acknowledge that. I readily acknowledge that. It's one of those things where, in my mind, in my mind, if you're going to do this, and you're going to win people over to your ecosystem, then I think that has to be considered. You, you can't just say, oh no, get the game out the door. Because... This is the challenge with the Microsoft approach with Game Pass. I was watching some of Doc Dark's vids and he, you know, he put out a really funny one singing about Sony and how like, oh, he had to pay for Dead Space, but because he has Game Pass Ultimate, you know, he doesn't have to pay for it or whatever. Like, listen, that's your audience. You got 25 to 30 million people that are expecting Game Pass to continue to get games. And if you deliver games that are no good, they're going to associate that with Game Pass. Now, I'm sure Microsoft would hope that the loyalty, the brand loyalty of Xbox fans would be like, no, it's not on Microsoft. This is Bethesda's fault. But eventually, you're going to have to ask the question. Like, I think eventually, I think people would associate the two things. They'd be like, well, Halo wasn't that great. Forza was good. Oh, and then Hi-Fi Rush was good. But if you hit two games out of the out of the out of, out of field basically instead of hitting it out of the park you like basically foul ball i mean come on that's people will 100% say well this is on this is a game pass game these are game pass games he has a great new video i watched a couple of his vids this morning uh what was the one it was something about like oh he said that xbox is winning 2023 and then he was like listen i'm just talking about january right um I forget what he said in the, in the latest video. Starfield Signal says, My hot take, Microsoft wants to delay Starfield until they had a bigger install base with the next-gen consoles. According to the latest Starfield leak, that is not true. If this leak is to be believed, then th- no. Microsoft is more interested in getting Starfield out the door in the fiscal year, which means it's coming in June, and Bethesda is like, Hey, man, I would I, No. We we need we want this thing to come out in the fall, there, and and then and then I've got a video. Hopefully, I don't know if it's going to happen today. I, I, it'll it'll be it'll be hard not to to get it out the door uh, because it's so in line with this discussion. Hellblade, the rumors about Hellblade coming out this year it makes me worried too. Like, oh, are you putting pressure on Ninja Theory to do the same dadgum thing? Your comment about Halo being okay and Forza being good makes me wonder if Microsoft or even gaming as a whole is moving away from story-driven content due to profitability from live or pack-based games. Yeah, but here's the thing, Paris. 
single player games, story driven games aren't going anywhere. They're not going anywhere because they they were some of the most commercially successful games the last couple of years. I don't think so. I like I definitely think you're going to see a rise in live service games, ongoing games. I don't think you're going to see that at the loss of narrative focused games or single player games. I don't think so. If Starfield lands in June, it'll be a disaster, even if the game is in great shape. Look at June. Well, yeah, okay, so look at June. You got you got Diablo 4, you got Final Fantasy 16, you got Street Fighter 6, you got a big event in Elder Scrolls. Like, so you, you're, you, I just don't think so. I really, I, I really don't think that's a good idea. You also have all the big events going on, which could help with the press and the marketing, but also could make it really, really hard for anybody to talk about Mike, uh, about Starfield. You have to think about what June is. June is the month where literally everybody is talking, everybody's announcing games, and you have some of the biggest games of the year launching. Street Fighter, Final Fantasy, and Diablo are big, well-known franchises, and they're basically all launching in June. Leaker's not believable. Trust guys like Jez instead. So why is the leaker not believable? He got Hi-Fi Rush right. Like, you're basically saying, don't trust him, trust guys like Jez instead. Jez has gotten things wrong, so, like, I'm not saying that one is more trustworthy than the other. It's like, when we get information from somebody who gets, who, who recently got stuff right, I literally said that about Jez the other day. I said, I, I trust Jez on, on not thinking that you're going to see Starfield first half of 2023 because he's got good information. He knew about the developer direct before everybody else. Diablo's in bad shape, though, according to this fake insider. Yes, according to the leaker, he said also that Diablo 4 is in rough state and might get delayed, which actually lines up with other things that we know, that Diablo is going to have to crunch to get the game out the door. The leaker quoted some financial info that simply wasn't true. What info did he quote that wasn't true? There There was no financial quotes. It was literally just a bunch of generic statements about... I mean, unless unless you can definitively prove that the statements about Azure are false, we won't know that though. Do you have concrete info that that's not true? That they that they haven't lost money on Azure or Azure? It's Azure, yeah, it's Azure. Hi-Fi Rush was an educated guess. As an Xbox guy, that was in the air for a while. <laughs> an educated guess. How do you educate, how do you do an educated guest about a ghost drop? How? What's good, uh, Myers? How are you? What's good, Tyler? How are you? I don't understand how you do that. How do you make an educated guest about a ghost drop surprise game? It was? Okay, when, let me explain to you what questions do. Questions want more information. So when someone says it's an educated guess and I say how, and you say it was, you that's not an answer. You're just restating it. It was an educated guess. How? It was. Oh, what what a compelling answer. What what huh? What are you talking about? They only trust leakers if it's good news. <laughs> right. I genuinely think Bethesda wasn't making Starfield with the current expectations people have for it in mind. We weren't ready for the type of front and center attention and flagship status that was going. That is that is demonstrably false, Solemn. That's not true. If you go and look at any of the early press about Starfield, you don't think they were setting high expectations? 
the current expectations weren't set by Bethesda? Get out of here. I, I, I refuse to believe that, like, oh yeah, Starfield's got higher expectations now that it's a front and center, like, flagship for Microsoft. From the very beginning, they talked about Starfield as if it was almost, like, mythological. Hi-Fi Rush had been rumored, even because even Grub was saying expect Pentiment-level game from Tango soon. Right, but that's not the same as predicting a ghost drop. Like, being being like, oh yeah, something's coming from Tango. Okay, first and foremost, <clears throat> that information was already available. That information was already available. The Tango was working on a new game. It being a ghost drop was not something I had read anywhere. That was new information. Bethesda is basically saying, we're going to give you the moon, literally, with their marketing. Yeah, they, I, I refuse to believe that there was any point in time where Bethesda wasn't really... Oh yeah, it's not. Uh, it's it's. We're not gonna. We're we're not gonna set expectations very high for Starfield. They've been setting high expectations for Starfield since they opened their mouth about it. He didn't predict a ghost drop. So what exactly did he predict? Hi-Fi Rush was about six years in development before Microsoft acquisition. See the pattern? Yeah, maybe the ghost drop came out of left field. No one knew it was coming. Says Scott. High expectations from the beginning. Yes, absolutely. I agree. They're literally just making No Man's Sky 2.0. That's stupid and not true. <laughs> Stop saying that. You just end up looking silly. Seriously. I, that, I'm being dismissive because I'm so tired of reading that. They're, they're, this game has so little in common with No Man's Sky. Dark Taco with a five-month membership says Pog. Welcome back in, Dark Taco. He never predicted a ghost drop at all. That's what I'm saying. It was known Hi-Fi Rush has been in development for over five years because they did an interview. There was no, nobody was walking out and saying, oh, there's a game that's been in development for five years. It was Tango's been working on a new game. And that was all we knew. That's what I'm saying. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. You, oh, so you're saying it was known that it's been in development for over five years. Both Starfield and Forza are being released are being delayed to next year, says Raikou. After Forza no-showed its release date and Starfield was a no-show, it's early 2024 for both games. I don't know about that. I, re- I don't know about that. I don't. I refuse to believe-, believe Bethesda wants to release a new RPG and expansion for another RPG in the same month. They will have a clear and large shared player base. Yeah, that as well is another thing to consider. That if Starfield lands in June... They're landing in the exact same month as their own game getting a huge expansion. Didn't they say 100% written in ink November 11th, says Mike? Delays happen, I get it, but now is the delay almost more than a year? Yeah, I'm actually okay with that. I'm arguing that they should delay it. I don't put that much stake in any game's marketing say it's going to be incredible. I'm going off what I've seen so far, and from what I'm seeing, they haven't shown anything uh, that looks like it's meeting those expectations right but that like you said that you don't believe they were making a starfield with the current expectations in mind i don't i don't know what we have to go on other than your conjecture and observation which makes what you're saying not really what am i supposed to say like they literally walked out this game into the public and set those expectations you know what I'm saying? What so you're like well, you're smarter than everybody else? So from moment one, you knew this game wasn't going to deliver. Get out of here! That's like the people that are like, I called the plot of Sixth Sense 
Oh, it's five minutes in. Okay. Well, that's not conducive to discussion. I know. I've known all along this game was going to be bad. Like, okay. Like, they, from moment one, they've built this as a big game. They've built this as an impactful game. You, you, creating some history of your own skepticism. What, oh, great. I, what, what, there's no comeback to that. Delays are good. Only publishers care about deadlines. Put two and two together, says Mike. If you know a game that basically is done, and events coming up, you can educate a guest that then, why is Diablo in the rumor? Is it the same source? That's why it's sus. But why would that be? Okay, so he's not saying he got all of his information from the same source. He just put it all in there and is basically like, this is what the year is going to look like. I claim that it won't deliver. I've only expressed my opinion. Right, but you made it sound like everybody's expectations about Starfield won't be met, and then you said, I don't believe they've ever been building a game that will meet those expectations. My comeback was, their marketing says otherwise. They believed from the very beginning this was like a magnum opus game. There, there's nothing about the marketing of Starfield that makes me think, oh yeah, they weren't building a game to blow everybody away. That, that I don't... That opinion's fine. You can have that opinion. It's not going to blow people away. It's not going to meet people's expectations. The first thing you stated was, this game was never prepared to be a flagship title with this much attention on it. And my pushback was, look at the marketing. And then your comeback was, I don't believe they've ever been building a game to meet those expectations. I don't understand what conversation we're having. At first it was like, well, they weren't ready to be center stage flagship. And it's like, what are you talking about? Go back and look at the early, like... Go back and look at their early marketing. You know what I'm saying? They were they were talking about this game as it was going to be like otherworldly, and then it was oh, but they've not they're not but they've not been making a game that's going to blow everybody away. Like I just don't understand what it, the, the argument doesn't even feel like it has a trajectory. It just feels like a nebulous moving of goalposts. Your sub counter is stuck in time and not updating for a while now. What are you talking about? My sub counter. What? Where are you looking at that? They don't give you the exact count. They give you like a dot. It's a Magnus op- Magnum Opus Games as Butters. It's Bethesda. They always want to, to be that. Sincerely, every person that has played Skyrim. Look at Anthem's marketing. Them telling us it's going to be amazing means nothing. I base my opinion on what they've showed and not told us. Right, but the initial conversation that 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 started was you acted as if they weren't prepared to be a center stage game. I don't agree with that at all. I think from moment one, they they had high aspirations for this game. Like, I don't think we can act like suddenly expectations are higher on Starfield because they're a flagship Microsoft title and it's being held to higher expectations. That's what it sounded like you were saying. It's like, you can have the opinion that like, I've not seen anything that impressive so far. That's totally fine. I would probably agree with that. I don't think we've seen anything that impressive thus far, other than how the dialogue systems will work. But that's not what it sounded like. It sounded like, oh yeah, this, they weren't really ready to be a center stage flagship. or You know what I mean? Yeah, this is new members, not, not, uh, not, not member renewals. If I did it on renewals, I because I, I gift five when we hit this twenty five, I, I would be doing it way too often. That would be very that'd be I'd be losing money if I did that. <laughs> it's like we get so many renewals every day. I'm not against delaying the game now, but I think myself and most other people are tired of games getting announced and delayed over a year. Why can't these companies just wait to announce? I mean, I think that's one of the lessons to be learned here. 
one of the lessons to be learned is don't say anything until you're very very close to a release date yes their aspirations were high but aspirations are optional they no longer have the option they now have to deliver they're being touted as xbox's new masterclass flagship halo replacer nobody said that we've predicted that that's what microsoft thinks about it but microsoft hasn't stated that that's not been stated anywhere that they're the they're the halo replacer they've not i've i i i predicted that that's what was coming i actually don't think that that's happened yet stop spreading rumors shut the frick up the future gpu the one hard ue5 graphics starfield might be a service seller game pass not a system seller well, maybe. I mean, if you've got games coming out on Game Pass that you can also get on PC, I think that's part of the goal, right? Is to get PC Game Pass into a better position. Just from observation, Starfield in general is the main talking point from Microsoft. I, but I don't agree with that. I don't think my prediction has come true yet. I said like a year ago that I felt like Starfield was the next flagship of Microsoft. That they were going to slowly make... Starfield the flagship and not Halo, right? I don't think we've seen that come to fruition just yet. I don't even know if it's going to come to fruition because like, maybe because they're giving its own showcase we could say that's evidence number one that yeah, Lono, you got that prediction right. I'm still going to be tentative on that. Like, I, I don't know. Like, what if it what if it doesn't launch all that well? Like, I just don't know. It's really dependent upon the quality of the launch more than, like, whether or not Microsoft sees it in that way. Flagship doesn't really mean multiple, uh, doesn't usually mean multiple, so one would have to be replaced. No, I think you can have multiple flagships. I think you have multiple flagships. I believe that Sony has multiple flagships. You have God of War. You have Horizon. You have uh, Ratchet and Clank. Uh, you have Spider-Man. I, like, I don't think you need one flagship. I think that might be even the way forward for Microsoft is to have multiple flagships to say, these are some of our leading titles in our armada of, of stuff that you can enjoy. Right now, Xbox's flagship is Game Pass. I expect it to stay that way. Eugene says, Starfield should be too big and expansive for Game Pass to make sense. You're going to pay three or four months of Game Pass for Starfield. Nah, uh, it's not a service seller for PC. You're going to pay three or four months for Game Pass for Starfield? I'm not sure. I'm not tracking with what, you, what you're saying, Eugene. Had a meeting, I'm back. Did I miss Lona going off on someone making a bad, unthoughtful argument? No, 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 no. Uh... Gar Garbear with curly hair says they should stop releasing half finished games. Um, I mean Fallout 76 was marketed that way as well. I'm not going to deny that Fallout 76 makes everybody hesitant to trust Bethesda, but you have to look at who made it. It was a different team and they've actually, you know, done really good things with it. Like I'm never going to excuse what happened with Fallout 76, but I do think a lot of people don't look at the full scope of the picture. It's like it was a different team. It wasn't the team that's working on Starfield. Found a guy six days ago that predicted Hi-Fi Rush's release at the event. When did the Starfield leaker make his statement? The Starfield leaker predicted the Hi-Fi Rush thing. Like, he predicted that at the event. Now, again, people are saying, oh, it was an educated guess. He didn't predict the ghost drop. Okay, anytime a leaker gets something right, 
it adds a little bit of credibility to them. It's not like, oh yeah, this guy's this guy's preaching straight gospel. He can he he has a, he can text Phil Spencer. I, that that's not it at all. Like today, and and this is what's so interesting is people that I know are are a little bit more pro Xbox are being like, this is a false rumor. This leak is bogus. Okay, forget that. I am saying, delay the game. If this rumor is true, conditional. I'm not saying it's true. I'm saying, look, if this rumor is true, I'm in camp delay. And do you want to know why I'm saying this? If this game comes out in the summer and it's clearly not ready, then I think it adds credence to this guy's this guy's leak. If Redfall comes out in May and is clearly not ready, that adds credence to this guy's claims. Eugene says, Starfield's a big expansive game that will take players a very long time for extensive gameplay. It doesn't make sense for people to pick up Game Pass for Starfield. I believe it makes sense for people that are on the fence, Eugene. If you're on the fence and you want to try the game out, then Game Pass is a really great way to do it. You you, you pay for one month, you try out the game extensively for weeks, and you know whether or not you're going to keep it, right? I'd say they hover the next the level under uh, under flagship. I don't think either of those franchises are console sellers. Just nice bonuses. Oh, this guy says, would you not consider Gears and Forza flagship titles? I know people that only care about Marcus and not Master Chief. You can already pre-install Redfall on Game Pass. Oh no, yeah, it's it's coming. Wait, you can already pre-install it? No, there's no, there's going to be a, pre, a big day one patch. There's no way that's the, that, that's the full... I don't know about that. If you guys are just tuning in, we're talking about the latest Starfield news. A leaker claiming that Redfall's in rough shape. Starfield's in worse shape than Redfall. And Microsoft wants both games to come out on time. Keep in mind that we've gotten a lot of leaks about these titles that keep coming true. Forget this leaker in particular, okay? Just forget this leaker in particular. First and foremost, we have it on, we had it leaked that Redfall was internally delayed and was going to land in May. Huh, that's interesting. We, we, we have a release date now, and where did it land? Then we get a release date about the director, uh, the developer direct, and that Starfield won't be included. Well, that comes true. Then we get told that this Hi-Fi Rush game is going to be at the event as like a surprise. You know, we don't know whether or not it was predicted to be a ghost drop. People are telling me he didn't predict a ghost drop, but he predicted the game, okay? So that happens, right? Okay, so here's a question. If all of these leaks keep coming true, then it adds some corroborative credibility to what this guy said. If Redfall was internally delayed and is coming in May, and that comes true, well then it could add credence to what he's saying, that it's in bad shape, it's not ready, it needs more time. You can pre-install the game, which I don't know why you would pre-install something uh, you have to take up some multiple months in advance. Yeah, I mean, installing this early is kind of weird. Why do people talk like you subbed a Game Pass for one game, you can buy the game at full price or Game Pass, play the game plus 400 more. He was talking about conversions, Gabriel, like it would somebody convert to Game Pass for for Starfield. I haven't missed a month of Game Pass for about a year at 15 bucks and I buy games. It's not that hard. People sub to Netflix and HBO. 
you guys aren't even engaging with what he was talking about. We were talking about people on PC getting Game Pass for Starfield because Phil Spencer said there's room for growth. You guys are so quick to defend Game Pass, you don't even enter the conversation. You're like an NPC. You're like a bot. Like, oh, I gotta defend Game Pass. We're, that, that's not what we were talking about. We were postulating whether or not Starfield would be a subscription mover and according to Phil Spencer and according to internal documents from one of the debates about the acquisition, they see room for growth for Game Pass on PC. So that stands to reason. Would people then say, oh, I'm going to get Game Pass on PC for Starfield? We're not saying anything bad about Game Pass. Just sub to Gamefly and you'll be just fine. What's good and now your mama knows? Like, you guys, you, 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 like, listen to what was said. Like, track with the argument. No, folks will buy Starfield. Starfield's commercial success isn't going to be measurable, though. 25 to 30 million people won't have to buy it. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, you, you, oh yeah, people will buy Starfield. Okay, sure, they will. Thank you so much for sending a wide eye worsty. Oh, that's a, a, like a, like a hot dog. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Stop right there, criminal scum. Your Game Pass slander is at an an end. We're not even talking bad about Game Pass. Yo, Bet on Jude Gaming coming back in with a member plus. Thank you so much. Who's going to be the first to order a coffee today and who's going to push this member goal a little bit further? If you've never done a membership on YouTube before, try it out for a month with me. It's five bucks. It gets you into members only streams and my members only Discord. Hi Fi is out selling for Spoken. Not even talking about Game Pass. Yeah, I'm so shocked. A $30 game that went viral is out selling. A game at twice the price that has bad reviews. That's not like at that has nothing to do with the discussion. Yo, terminal stupidity's like, I'll push the number. Here's five more members taking us to ten members for the day. Thank you so much. Phantom Phoenix, Incarcerated Lick, uh, Crislo, Finger6842, and MTO. We take care of the community here. If you cannot afford a membership, make sure you're here as often as you can. Make sure and smash that like button. It's we need like 40 more 40 more likes. Black Brad Pitt says exactly. You said 25 million people aren't going to buy it. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> there are 25 to 30 million people who do not have to buy Starfield. You can't sing the praises of Game Pass and say Game Pass is amazing and say Game Pass is the greatest value in gaming, okay? You can't say that and then ignore that you have 25 to 30 million people somewhere in that ballpark. They don't have to buy the game because of Game Pass. Pick a side. Game Pass is great. Game Pass is awesome. I love Game Pass. Great. It's going to make it difficult to measure the commercial success of Starfield because 25 million people or more don't have to buy it. Oh, it's going to sell crazy on Steam. Uh, look at look at Hi-Fi Rush. Okay, that doesn't mean you can measure the commercial success of Starfield the way you can other games. Even if people go to Game Pass to get Starfield... They'd pay $30 at most if they aren't super committed to the game. Hard drive space is at a premium right now. Only the most dedicated uh, buyers won't be at a loss. I'm not sure what you're saying. 30 million people didn't have to buy Rush, but they did. Oh my gosh. 9 milli. 
all of the stats about Hi-Fi Rush's sales are on Steam. Homie, track with the, 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 the illogical nature of what you're saying. Like, well, you said 25 million people didn't have to buy Hi-Fi Rush. Homie, they're, they're different platforms. If, do you honestly think somebody right now has got an Xbox Series X or an S and they got Game Pass and you think they went to Steam to buy the game? That's, with respect, if somebody did that, they're dumb. So you're paying for Game Pass and you don't use it? Like, that's the point I'm making, homie. If you want to track and measure the commercial success of Starfield, how many copies did we sell? It's going to be really difficult because you have an entire ecosystem that says you don't have to buy it. You have Game Pass. A sale is a sale for Xbox. We're we're in a simulation. We're in a fucking simulation. You guys are NPCs. Like this isn't real. This is all an illusion. You're not you're not listening. You're not entering the discussion. Like you're so, so, so dedicated to defending Microsoft and Xbox. You're not even listening to what I'm saying. Like, you're just, you're, oh, no, no, man, no. You know, you know, a sale's a sale. A sale, a dollar is a dollar if you divide it by a donut. That's not what I'm talking about, bro. I'm not talking about whether or not Microsoft or Xbox gets the money. Gee, frick. I'm saying, oh, this is so this is so basic this is so easy this is so just observable from conventional wisdom if you look at how we measure the commercial success of games we do it with total sales okay and if you do it with total sales you can look at some of the re- records and the reports from some of the countries are like oh look how good this game did right literally right now you want to talk about how great hi-fi rush is why because you can measure the commercial success of it to a certain degree on steam you can, you can look at the commercial success and say, oh, look at how well it's selling. Okay? You're putting out bad facts. Me? <laughs> That's comical. All I'm saying is, this is, this is an easy, acceptable statement. Measuring the commercial success of Starfield will be difficult because 25 to 30 million people don't have to buy it. Like... You, if if you're gonna, this is this is where you guys contradict yourselves. You want to pound on the drum like Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass is awesome, Game Pass is dope. Everybody should be on Game Pass. Look at the growth of Game Pass. Look how great Xbox is doing. Yep, and that is a difficult metric to measure. It's like how many people played it? How many people are still playing it? How many people signed up for Game Pass? How many people signed up for Game Pass because they wanted to play Starfield? Like. That's all I'm saying. Did, did I say that Game Pass is bad? No. Did I say Starfield will be bad? No. Did I say that Starfield won't be commercially successful? No. I said it will be difficult to measure the commercial success of Starfield because they have created an ecosystem where tons of people can just play the game. You just flipped uh, what I said trying to play me? I'm not flipping what you said Well, unless somebody in chat flipped what you said. All I'm saying is people will still buy it. That is not a comeback. 
Oh, not me. Okay. That's not a comeback, though. Do you see what I'm saying? If I'm like, hey, man, right now, we measure the commercial success of games with quantity of sales. And this game, it's going to be tough to measure because tons of people will play it and not buy it. Right? Let's, Let's say... Let's say 7 million people download the game on Game Pass and they and they and they play it. And let's say 5 million just love it. One of the great values of Game Pass is they just keep on playing, baby. They don't got to spend a dime more than they already are, right? So that means that's not something that like we can measure and see and say, "Oh, look how great Starfield did." Do you understand? A lot of people championing Starfield won't really like the game because it's not their type of game. I, yeah, I mean, hardcore RPGs, I, you know, I think they're popular for a reason, but there are a lot of people that are going to look at it and say, no, it's just too demanding. That's, that's true of, I think, any RPG. It's not hard to measure. You go by subs, purchases on Steam, and players playing. That's not hard. You measure all the above. Okay. I'm going to regret this. First and foremost, you can't go by subs, Mike, because Microsoft doesn't release the sub count numbers. So unless they suddenly start giving you a month-to-month report on Game Pass numbers, you don't get to measure that. Um, Purchases on Steam. True. You can see how well it's doing on Steam. Players playing. Can't see that on Xbox. You can't see how many people are playing. There will be Steam charts, sure, which I think can give you a barometer for how the game is received, but we have no idea how that went for Halo. There were times, there were times where we said, look at the, think about this with me for a second. This is going to beautifully land the contradiction plane for you guys that go hard in the paint for Xbox. Listen to me. When we pointed to Halo Infinite not doing well on the Steam charts, what was I told? What was I told? Most people play on Xbox, Lono. You can't really go by Steam charts. <laughs> oh, so that means if Starfield is just banging and killing it on the Steam charts, I'll say, well, you can't really go based on that. Bethesda games, are they more popular on PC? Do you see what I'm saying? You can't be selective. Either the Steam charts are indicative of how a game is performing, which made it very clear very early on that Halo Infinite wasn't doing very well, or it's not indicative of a game's performance. You see what I'm saying? You can't measure. You're not going to be able to measure the commercial success of Starfield that simply because you won't have access to any of those numbers. You, you won't. You won't have access to it. Now, we'll be able to look at commercial. Uh, I'm sorry. We'll be able to look at critical acclaim. We'll be able to look at user scores. That will help. But again, when I say it's going to be difficult to measure, you're arguing that no, no, it's not. Oh, really? there's like eight hurdles to figuring out how well it did with commercial impact but it's not going to be difficult it's not the same as virtually any other game out there that you know traditionally launches I'm saying uh, Parasito I'm saying people who don't currently have game pass who get it for Starfield will play it almost at most two months maxing out at $30 of money Split through a service would put $60 on a game at a huge loss. Even if existing Game Pass users play the game, Bethesda won't get the entire cut from each user. The only saving grace for Starfield, in my eyes, will be the safety net that is existing Game Pass users that don't even try Starfield, but still give Starfield some money from their splits. But 
the, the assumption would be that Game Pass money gets split to all to all of the uh, all the people that are underneath Microsoft's umbrella. We don't have any evidence to say to to to, to point to that. Paul says, "Go to the top twenty selling games and list how many of them are Game Pass games. Very little, next to none." Paul, some of the times is is hard in the corner for Xbox, right? Listen to what he just said. You can go to the top 20 selling games on Xbox right now. And he's saying very little and next to none are Game Pass games. Again, that points to what I'm saying. When Microsoft is creating their own metrics, yeah, but I'm not I'm not saying that. DLC's not free on Game Pass, that doesn't have it. I just gave you the formula. Yes, and I refuted your formula because you won't have those numbers, bro. You won't have Game Pass subscriber numbers. I just damaged your whole formula. Here's the formula of how to measure the commercial success of Starfield. And I get out a sledgehammer. I'm like, crack right down the middle. You won't get Game Pass subscriber numbers. Crack. You won't get an accurate player count because all you'll be able to do is look at Steam. Crack. All you can go by basically is commercial sales, I guess, on Steam and 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 player base numbers. Captain Toasty Buns with 14 months. Welcome back in. We're we're so far off topic because I made a very simple statement. Like, if you're wanting to measure impact of these brands, of these games for Microsoft, it's going to be difficult to measure it. That's all I'm saying. Let's say Starfield is a smash hit and it crushes it and it gets amazing reviews and the community is in the streets throwing confetti in the air because they're so happy, right? Let's just say it's a home run. It's still going to be difficult to measure the commercial and financial impact within the ecosystem that Microsoft has created. That's just going to be difficult to do. Yo, Tigrim with eight months of membership, welcome back in. Xbox has player count. It's most played list. I love that you think those two things are equivalent. Like, with all due respect, man, like, you're just, you're, you're, you're so clearly grasping. It's embarrassing. You don't get a player count. A most played list is literally just sorting games according to most played. It doesn't tell you how many people are playing. You you don't know. Once again, you will not get an accurate count. You're just making claims that are false. Bro, chill. Let me educate some of the geniuses that have walked in chat this morning and have told me to chill. This might be your first day, okay? So I'm going to leave the bat in the corner, and I'm going to say this as nicely as I can. You don't know where the frick you are if you think I need to calm down. This is literally what I do. Passionate discussion with a live audience. If it's too much for you and your jimmies are ruffled, see if somebody's doing ASMR gaming news where they softly speak to you and click their tongue, okay? Because that's not what I'm doing here. There's 5 million cars on the road versus 3 million of those cars are leased even though we don't have any financial information on them. No numbers, just what game is there. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm... Let's, let's say 
that Starfield stays at the top of that list of most played games for a while. Let's say it's crushing it on Steam. Let's say it, it, it sets some really amazing sales numbers on Steam, okay? That will give you an approximation of how well the game did. Even if you could look at all that and conclude Starfield was a success, how are you define it? Starfield was a success. You still are going to have the challenge of what financial impact did that have on Microsoft's line items? Like, can Microsoft say, here's how much money it costs to produce and maintain a project from Bethesda of this scope? Here's how much money we made. It's not a traditional relationship. If you can't see that, then I can't help you other than to recommend like a basic economics course. If like if you look at a game like God of War Ragnarok, there is money dumped into the project, production costs, marketing costs, and that is this huge number, okay? And then quantity of sales, revenue generation from the actual game selling creates hopefully, a much bigger stack of money. Then, the difference between that stack of money and the stack of money you spent on it is your profit margin. The margin between cost of production and to ship, total cost of project, versus the revenue that it generated. So you're like, we generated a billion dollars. What were your operating costs? A billion dollars. Congratulations, you're not profitable, right? So, you can't do that with Starfield you can certainly measure the cost, you can certainly measure the production and the marketing and say, bringing Starfield to market cost us X number of dollars, let's just keep using a billion, that's exaggeration and we know it, but let's just say, it's a billion dollars get that thing to market you can't measure the impact of Starfield that concretely because yes, it'll sell on Steam, but then it's on Game Pass. Well, we had a rise in Game Pass subscribers that landed around a million. Does Microsoft directly attribute that to Starfield? Does Microsoft only attribute that to Starfield if out of that million, 700,000 actually played Starfield? Is it time of play? Oh, all these people signed up for Game Pass and played Starfield and X number of them only played for an hour and never came back. Okay, how many of those people canceled Game Pass a month later? That's not good either, right? That's 15 bucks and then you didn't get anything else out of them, right? These are, I don't know, the seven layers of distinguishing whether or not Starfield had a positive impact on revenue and therefore will get investment for future DLC plans, future support, future ongoing content methods or roadmaps or a sequel. See, like you, that's all I'm saying. I've I've yet to say anything negative or bad. I'm saying I'm very curious how Microsoft's going to measure this. How? Like if, if Starfield is a smash hit, do they, do they what? Do they invest in Starfield? Do they invest in DLC? Do they invest in the next sequel? You should be asking this question for a very giant and simple reason it's called Elder Scrolls 6 like Microsoft's gonna look and say okay production costs time to ship estimated arrival of Elder Scrolls 6 okay 
that's this much money. Well, based on Starfield's results, the impact, the revenue impact you had on our on our company is what? Where's that number come from? Yes, Lono, come on, man. You have subs. When your subs shoot up really fast, it's for a reason, right? You probably dropped the banger vid. Oh, my God. You're engaging with half of what I said. Be fair, when Forza Horizon came out, uh, it did hit the sales chart. Even now, it was on Game Pass. Oh, Forza did? Forza number four? When, what month is that? Is that recently or is that when it came out? That's release. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but again, but again, even if that happens, Paul, let's say Starfield climbs the sales ranks for Microsoft and it's also on Starfield. I'm sorry, it's also on Game Pass. Again, again, you have to measure how many Game Pass subscribers did we get? How many people stayed on Game Pass? How many people that got Game Pass played Starfield and then subsequently stayed on Game Pass so we could say that's directly attributed to Starfield? That's what I'm saying. All of those measurements have to be calculated at some level to say what's worthy of an investment. Let me give you another example. Let's imagine that Redfall comes out and is a disaster. It's a failure. It gets super low scores. Its install rate is immediately an uninstall rate. Like it just it just goes really poorly, okay? You better hope that Microsoft has a way of measuring that economic impact. So that you can then therefore determine whether or not it should get ongoing support, DLC, a sequel, ETC. Can't player engagement with the game help determine the success? Yes and no, Mr. Bits. Just because you're getting game engagement doesn't necessarily mean that was a huge impact on your revenue. For example, let's imagine there's a nice crisp 25 million people on Game Pass right now. And let's imagine that they're already on Game Pass. And when Starfield comes out, they all play Starfield and they love it, okay? Well, they were already on Game Pass. So you have to infer or through conjecture conclude, oh, well, they're staying on Game Pass because of Starfield. Well, how do you know that? You got 25 million people on Game Pass. What's the percentage of them that have been on there for over a year? Let's say... 60% of them have been on there for already a year. And let's say a good chunk of those people who are Game Pass ride or die, they've been on there for a year. Let's say a good percentage of those make up your player base of Starfield. Well, that's not revenue impacting. They were already on the subscription service. They've already proven loyalty. They've already proven a pattern of commitment. Do you see what I'm saying? That's the challenge. You've got to measure all of that. How many people are brand new to Game Pass? How many of them are playing Starfield? How many of them are still playing Starfield? How many of them are still playing Starfield and staying on Game Pass seven months later when they've recouped the cost or the full price of the game? That's all I'm saying. I'm saying you've got to figure all those things out to figure out the commercial impact and success of a game on Game Pass. Lono, do they care to have those numbers? Could they share other numbers to investors uh, that would be good enough? Does Game Pass allow them to be vague with results? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think Starfield could move people to Game Pass. I mean, that's how uh, I started it trying out a game. Right. Yeah. 
that's that's the only point I'm 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 trotting out there. And one of the reasons I'm trotting that point out there is Netflix ran into this problem. They would launch a TV show, boom, big spike in sub numbers. Season two would see less impact on sub numbers, and then the show would get canceled. Why? Because it was really expensive to make those shows. So really big project really big budget you're talking huge games right everybody's pounding on their chest yeah man bethesda we're gonna get starfield and then in the future you're gonna get elder scrolls you know oh yeah elder scrolls 6 okay those are really really expensive and if you're going to measure impact of that title hitting they could run into the same problem well yeah they did a sequel or they did dlc and it had less of an impact on game pass in, this, in similar fashion, right? The hype of the new game is significantly bigger. So it's like, oh yeah, everybody's jumping in, everybody's jumping in. And then it could have less of an impact next time around. Which could lead to Microsoft saying, the best thing for us is constantly, you know, chunk, just chunking out brand new, brand new, brand new, brand new. That could lead to, that could lead to first party titles being like one and done. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm saying, but that could lead to first party titles being one and done. Get them out of here. Yeah, it impacted Game Pass. Cool. Got our use out of it. Move on to the next title. Move on to the next thing. <clears throat> Starfield's about pushing PC Game Pass numbers higher. That's their target market right now. I think your biggest barrier for Game Pass uh, PC and Starfield is the modding community with Bethesda are going to want to use Steam. I think that's going to be an enormous challenge. Now, that could lead to really good commercial success. Like, they could get a ton of money from people buying the game in Steam because there's no Game Pass in Steam. Why are people wanting to actively kill a thriving industry? Look at the quality of movies and TVs we get because of subservices. People are still buying games. I'm not down with junk food services. I think there's a happy medium, though. We're actually getting some really great television. I mean, coincidentally, HBO has just been slamming out great content. One of those things is a video game show, The Last of Us. We're in we're in a great age of television with respect to quality. Subs plateaued. They increased prices to offset sub loss. That's my primary worry for subs. Yeah, any sub-market's going to experience that. That's exactly right. You're going to experience the plateau. You're going to experience the need to raise prices. And that always is going to cause that sort of stagnation of, well, what do we do now? And I think Microsoft has their eyes wide open, by the way. I think people go way too far with, oh, Game Pass is central to Microsoft's strategy. No. According to Microsoft, it's 15% of their revenue going forward for, for gaming. I, I don't I don't think it's as big as a lot of people have thought it would be. I think I think many myself included in this, I was wrong on this. I think many of us thought, oh, Game Pass is their central strategy. I don't think so. I, I don't think so. I think Game Pass is additive and good and it's great value. I think it'll continue to grow. If they could really get growth on PC, they they stand to make very good money, but I think they have to create and foster a much better ecosystem in the PC in the PC landscape that they currently don't have. Steam is going to make it very very difficult on them, I think. Games don't always stay on Game Pass permanently. They could move it away for people to have to purchase if they like it. Yeah, but Ace of Blades that's difficult because if you do that, 
you can really, really frustrate the people that like your service. Well, why do I have this service? You keep moving stuff off of it, I keep having to pay for it. That's what happened in Netflix. Netflix suffered really, really big sub-loss when they lost certain property. When they lost The Office, they had a bunch of sub-loss. When they lost all the Marvel content, they had a bunch of sub-loss. Like, if you start yanking stuff off your sub-funnel, you, you can really, really damage the, the, the consumer perception of the actual subscription quality itself. How committed to cloud gaming do you think Microsoft is? I think they're they're very committed because they're, <clears throat> they're well at least a couple of years ago their mindset was that Amazon and Google were their competition. Cloud based solutions and cloud based gaming are likely where they're they're imagining that taking place. That battlefront, <clears throat> excuse me, that battlefront is a very different battlefront. Only for about 10 more years till all the old boomers die off because that's how uh, all who is left adding HBO to their cable packages. I mean, everybody's doing HBO Go now. It's like a subservice on the internet. When they are putting their biggest games on Game Pass first, that's hundreds of millions of dollars going out the door. Right, like you have to. Th- that's another question that doesn't get that doesn't get answered in this equation. So, Mike Two K, the one that was debating me about, oh no, it'll be easy to measure the commercial impact of Starfield. Okay, well, riddle me this: How do they measure? Like, here's a great example: Hi-Fi Rush is selling like crazy on Steam at thirty dollars. So Microsoft has to ask the question. This thing dropped out of nowhere, went viral, was really huge and successful. Is it driving Game Pass numbers in a large enough quantity to justify what sales projections would have been for this game at $30? You see? Oh, yeah, if we would have sold this for 30 sales projections land here, here's how many uh, Game Pass subscribers we got from it. Same thing happens with Starfield. Yeah, we could have sold Starfield for $60. Commercial success of the game, critics, the reviews, the the, the acceptance, right? Oh, man, look at how well it's doing on Steam. Okay, w- sales projections have Starfield landing at this number. That's what we would have generated. Okay, how much how much did we get through uh, through the Game Pass subscribers going up? And you can't just ask how much revenue did we get from the subscribers going up. You'd have to ask how many are staying on after the launch because that's when you start to really make the money because. You know, fifteen dollars. If a bunch of those people cancel, that's that's a huge loss. Starfield would easily make five hundred million to a billion if it sold normally. How on earth do they measure that with Game Pass? That's exactly what I've been talking about, Cliffo. Recap the summary. Okay, let me give you guys a recap. I always ask that you show some appreciation if I do a show recap. Smash the like button, hit subscribe. That way you don't miss this content. I'm a I'm a live broadcaster Monday through Friday. I keep it safe for work. You can treat me like a podcast and throw me on in the background of your day. Also consider becoming a member or gifting members. That's a great way to support me. Smash the like button. Maybe get us to 400 likes. That helps more people find the content. You can also order coffee. You can also order coffee uh, or glasses or a shirt. Those are those are great ways to support what we do. The coffee's ours. The other things are sponsors. Okay, here, let me give you your recap. So in the wake of Hi-Fi Rush hitting from the Xbox developer Direct, we found a leaker who sort of predicted the Hi-Fi Rush thing, the game ETC, adding a little bit of credibility to the leaker. Now there's people in chat that are like, I don't trust the leaker, blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. Whether or not you trust the leaker... That's what spawned this discussion. The leaker claims that 
Redfall is coming out and it's not ready, right? It's not ready and if it's 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 going to be coming out completely not ready. Not completely not ready, sorry. Redfall will be launching in a rough state in May. Okay, keep in mind we already had a leak about the 5 week internal delay of Redfall and it landing in May that adds some credence to this guy saying what he's saying he's like yeah it's going to be rough well we already heard there was an internal delay meaning the game was probably having some issues okay this leaker also stated that Starfield is in a worse state Starfield is in worse shape than Redfall and Microsoft wants to ship it in June they want it to come out by the end of the fiscal year they want it to come out in June and Bethesda is pushing for it to come out in the fall. They want more time. So the concern is <clears throat> the concern is they're they're setting a precedent here. They're setting a precedent. They're saying it's more important for us to get games out the door. It's more important for us to get games out the door than it is for us to ask the question, you know, what should the games look like when they come out? Now, we haven't had a lot of new subscribers today, so if you haven't hit subscribe and you've been enjoying the show, do me a favor. Hit subscribe, hit the bell button so you don't miss out on the content. I'd love to hear you weigh in on what I'm saying. So I hear this and I say, whoa, delay the game. Do not do this. Do not push this game out before it's ready. I have an upload coming later today about Hellblade. I'm arguing Hellblade's not coming in 2023. Okay, it's not. And I I track the history of the game and both the Hellblade video and this conversation. I'm looking at Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer made it very clear. We want teams to own their date. We have experience shipping games before they're ready, right? If we have experience shipping games before they're ready, then we don't want to do that again. Okay, so I'm saying Bill Spencer's commentary is going to come back to haunt him if Redfall lands in May and Starfield lands in June and it's obvious they're not ready. You see what I'm saying? And and hearing people say, oh no, Hellblade's coming this year too. Rumors are pointing to Hellblade releasing. That's either desperate people hoping that the drought ends faster than, they, than, it, than it seems or, or that's what Microsoft is doing. They're focused on priority one we need games to launch for game pass that's concerning now this guy is also saying diablo's in a rough state and diablo might get pushed back there is some credence to that because we learned end of last year that diablo was going to have to quote unquote crunch to come out on time and it would stand to reason that if it was going to have to crunch and you know they're looking at that six month time frame and they're like no it's not going to be ready we will see Microsoft's event in June to see if it comes out Starfield isn't high on my list but I will play it via Game Pass when it releases as Geek to Sneak bet Diablo is in Georgia Zubair says you get one chance to get our attention one land the plane that's exactly right please push Diablo 4 back and polish it properly Microsoft is under huge pressure to release games due to lack of luster in 2022. Exactly. Exactly. Did we get any new subscribers over here on the Tickety Talk? No, we've actually dropped. We had 12, now we have 8. Thank you for the recap. You are welcome. 
You are welcome. We still don't have a coffee order today. Anybody want to order any Reforged Roast? Use the link in chat or go to ReforgedRoast.com. That supports us directly. My, my brother memed on me the other night. We ship this from our house. We literally do. That's not a sponsor. That's ours. If you like my classically trained shirt, that's a sponsor as well as the other things. I don't want them to delay Starfield. I'm sick of waiting. And the longer they delay Starfield, the longer the next Elder Scrolls will take to develop and be delayed also. Yeah, I mean, I'm less concerned about that though. Here's the thing, Salty Gamer. I want them to establish a cadence of delivery and a level of quality. That matters way more to me than just getting games on the subservice. Listen, you don't want my good friend 30 and still gaming to be right. You don't want him to be right. He thinks all Microsoft cares about is getting MVPs out the door, minimum viable products. Just get these MVPs out the door and get Game Pass having this encyclopedia of games, right? No, you do not want that to come true. If that's true, then Elder Scrolls 6 and Starfield and Hellblade 2, they are nothing more than a means to an end. And you'll end up with low-quality crap. Like, that, I'm telling you right now, I really, really hope 30 is wrong. It, it's not just the cadence of delivery, it is the level of quality that matters. You can't just be like, well, we shipped games. Oh, okay. The amount of people wanting games they haven't seen full gameplay of is wild. What's the rush to get a game that's unfinished? Exactly. That's literally why we're doing this show. I'm like, I'm doing a show where I'm like, delay it. Delay the game. All these people, they're like, no, it needs to come out by June. No, it needs to come out. I'm going to be done. This will be the final straw. Listen, you're, you're talking about final straw. I'm talking about a wrecking ball. If you, if you launch both Redfall and Starfield this year and it's obvious they're not ready, all confidence in Xbox should be shattered at that point. How can you be confident in their leadership? What, what are you going to do? You're going to just keep going back to Forza? Look at what happened to Halo. They can't have another launch like that. They can't. That doesn't make sense. They tried that with Halo and look at what happened. You won't be rewarded for that. They see that. Mike 2K, you better pray you're right. You better pray you're right. Because think about what you're saying. Hi-Fi Rush literally just launched. Yeah, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the quality of the games coming out that are way more important than Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi Rush, no doubt. Home run. If we're if we're using my continued baseball analogy, and I said Microsoft could could get more points on the board in later innings, right? The first couple years of the Series X hasn't been that strong. I'll, I'll give you that one. High five rush, crack. Some rookie player out of nowhere walked up to the plate and just hit the ball out of the park. Awesome. But you got dudes in. You got dudes warming up right now, right? You got dudes warming up right now. You got Starfield and Redfall, and everybody's looking to them to hit grand slams. Man, these guys better bring it. At the very least, Starfield needs to do that. Starfield needs to do that. Pentiment wasn't for me, but an 86 on Metacritic. Listen, that's all well and good, but indie titles that are crushing it, that's not necessarily what I'm talking about. 
you can, you can continue to launch a steady stream of indie titles and, and, and put them on Game Pass, and if they're commercially successful and they're highly praised and they go kind of viral, awesome. That's great. That's great. That's not what I'm talking about. What are you talking about? I'm talking about the big dogs. I'm talking about the Starfields. I'm talking about the future big dogs, the next Gears game. What about Hellblade 2? What about Avowed? What about Fable? These are the games that I'm talking about. If those games land and it's obvious they weren't ready, brother, you gotta start to wonder who's to blame. You have to start to wonder. Like like what I'm saying, like Mike, Mike 2K is saying, oh no, they're not gonna do that. They've learned their lesson. Phil Spencer says, we have experience releasing games too early. And I'm saying, okay. Okay, great. You can't sit here in my stream and tell me Microsoft learned their lesson, bro. They're not going to do it again. They're not going to do it again. They've learned their lesson. Phil Spencer said they've got they've got they've got history and experience launching games too early. You are now in the position that you're going to have to look at Microsoft straight-faced if these games come out and they're not ready. You you can't say everything you're saying now and then if they come out and they're not ready, oh bug Thesda, typical bug Thesda. No, mm-mm. I'm going to put more blame on Microsoft if that happens. I'm not going to put the blame on Bethesda. And that's not me being anti-Xbox. That's me holding them to their word. You said you didn't want to launch games that weren't ready anymore. You said that. My issue is Microsoft do seem to try to get the consumer friendly, but they struggle with game quality, says Masterclass. This guy says, is Hi-Fi Rush Indie, the same studio made Evil Within, and is very established studio. I, I, don't, know, I don't know the size of, of that studio. Um... I don't, it, indie might not be fair. I was looking at art style and potential length. I I don't know. I don't know how big that studio is though. Yes, on avowed says lethal lady. I want to be excited, but I've seen so little on the game. I want to see progress on this before it's just a trailer and a launch. 150 employees is Tango. It's a small studio in Tokyo. Yeah, I don't know. 150 employees. I wouldn't say that's they're they're like. They're like a big brother indie. They're not like super small, scrappy indie, but they're certainly not some giant company. 150 employees is not that many. Anyone questioning the leak over the Azure thing? Okay. Okay, here we go. We got a document from Google. Has Azure ending the 2022 fiscal year with an operating loss of almost $3 billion, down from a loss of more than $5 billion the prior year. It claims that Azure 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 Azure's sales and marketing costs approach $10 billion, accounting for 34% of the consumption revenue. Okay, so somebody said that that guy was incorrect. That Azure hadn't had losses. They have. So you you were in here. I don't know who it was. There was one or two of you in here saying that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. That's not true about uh, about Azure losing money. In ink, it's true. December of last year, on record as a loss for them fiscally. So now him relating it to their strategies with games that could be a total like non sequitur. Right, it might not logically follow that, like, oh, they've lost this money on Azure, so they're going to be now they're going to be now they're going to be doing this over here uh, with these games. But I had people here this morning trying to discount him by saying, oh, that's not true about their cloud stuff losing money. Apparently, it is. 
if it's only a few billion does it does that really count <laughs> 150 is massive compared to team cherry yeah but if you're always moving the goalposts of comparison you could make any any company seem huge you know what I'm saying if Xbox is interested in expensive big dogs, oh, is Xbox interested in expensive big dogs? I believe it's quantity over quality for the for the general gamer. I think that's evident with Steam libraries and game backlogs. But Russell, if that's the point, why are they trying to do such big acquisitions? That doesn't make any sense. It's crazy to me that they made such a loss on Azure. Uh, they're one of the few top players. They need a massive rework to monetizing Azure. It sounds like. Here's the thing. It could be like AT&T Fiber. Back in the day, when they tried to build out AT&T Fiber uh, here in my city, they ran into so many problems because it was so expensive to set it up that they, 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 they couldn't make money. Like, they couldn't make money. Like, it was like they had to give people such crazy discounts to get them to, to, to subscribe right at the beginning and then once the discounts fell off everybody would cancel their plans because it was so dadgum expensive so the the build order for fiber basically went down and they stopped building out fiber in Louisville this is the longest time I haven't heard the Activision deal not being mentioned (laughs) Bill Spencer needs to get Microsoft uh, crap together on game quality states they're competing against Amazon I mean, yeah, Amazon Web Services maybe is one of the reasons that Microsoft is struggling with with uh, with Azure. I don't know. Starfield still no release date. No, no release date. But according to the leak, and again, I listen listen to the pattern here. I trot out a leak from a guy who got Hi-Fi Rush right, and he starts talking about Starfield release date and Redfall, and they're not ready, and blah, blah, blah. And the first thing I get told is, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. He made an educated guess on Hi-Fi Rush, and the stuff about Azure is not true. Oh, okay, we just found out the stuff that he said about Azure is true. So, the, the pattern of just immediately coming in and dismissing something, because it might not square with your optimism, or your, you know, how proud you are of Microsoft... Are you still with Displate? We are currently, I am currently trying to get them to commit to something very basic. And if they can't commit to it, then no, we will no longer, we we currently aren't doing anything with them actively. So they sent me some new ones. I'm trying to get a very, very, very low key commitment from them. You know, I need, if I can get four a month, I think we could have a great relationship. So the ball's in their court at this time. I think they're I think they're, they're a great fit for what we did. I mean, we built the studio wall around it. Um, but if I can't get that commitment, then no. I, I, think, I think I've made a pretty fair request. I'm still waiting for a response. Um, and the deadline would be next Monday. On the 6th of February is when I'd want to start actively uh, promoting them again. Tremolo says, over 600 people watching. Let's pump these likes up a bit. Spicy morning. What's good? Yeah, I agree. I agree. 600 some odd people here. Let's get 30 more likes on the vid. Let's get 30 more likes on the vidya. The vidya. Um, partner with Display, you're going to get so much money from me. 
Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, we, yeah, we're trying to figure out what happened and try to work with him actively again. So it's just really hard to get responses. Years of War is on ice. The Coalition have been unofficially removed from the series. Where the frick did you get that information? What are you talking about? Doesn't Sony use Microsoft uh, Azure for their cloud services? They do. They do. Yes, yes, yes. They're one of their customers. Would definitely say that's fair, says Masterclass. They're a key part of your setup, and you always promote cool merch. Thank you. Microsoft created this problem from their lack of investment in first-party studios for over a decade. Sorry, just tuning in. Quick recap. Well, I gave you guys a recap a little bit ago, and no one... No one, uh, no one, no one gave me any thanks. We didn't get any coffee orders. We didn't get any members. I, you know, I'll do it again. I'll do it again. But I made it. I, you know, I, I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. So here's your recap. The latest Starfield news is coming in the wake of a Starfield leak. You got a guy that claims that Redfall is coming in May, and his part of his leak actually confirms that there will not be. A surprise drop of Starfield. Yo, what's good, Pugs? Good to see you. So, he confirms that Redfall comes first. And he says that Redfall is in rough shape and needs more quality of life, right? And he says that Starfield is in worse shape. And that Microsoft would like Starfield to land in June to end the fiscal year. However, Bethesda would like Starfield to land in the fall. Now, keep in mind, a lot of what he is saying lines up really, really well with a bunch of other things. I think there's some credibility here if just purely through corroboration. Number one, there was already a leak about Redfall having a hard time being internally delayed and landing in May. Well, the May release date came true. That adds some credence and credibility to that claim. Then we have the speculation that Starfield will be landing in the second half of 2023, largely driven by people who have inside information. Jez Corden, Randolph Thor, uh, and then you got Maddie. Mr. Maddie Plays has said that one of his sources that always gets stuff right said that Starfield is looking at another delay. Okay, so you got a lot of people who know a lot of stuff and have a lot of inside track information saying, yeah. It looks like Starfield's coming second half. That adds credence and credibility to what this guy is saying. It would make sense that Bethesda's like, listen, we want to shoot for fall. We want to shoot for another delay. And Microsoft is like, no, we need that thing out this fiscal year. I'm I'm not saying that this guy is locked in, telling the truth, nailing it. But I'm saying there's a lot of things that line up with what he's saying. Now, does that make him just a good guesser? Is he just guessing and shooting in the dark? The Diablo inclusion, this is going to sound really, really weird, but I'm going to say it. I think his inclusion of Diablo in his predictions, ironically, makes him more trustworthy. Right? What's good kill you? Why would he just randomly include Diablo? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't have anything to do with Starfield. It doesn't have anything to do with with Redfall. Starfield, November 11, 23, 23. I don't know why y'all keep saying that. They don't like to have the day and the year match. That's not something they do. They like to have the day and the month match. 11-11, right? Which 11-11 is a Saturday. This is why I keep saying 10-10-23. October the 10th, 23. 10-10-23. 
they don't like to make the year and the day match that's not something that they do because the reason they like it to be uh, the original date right was 11 11 22 the reason they like that is no matter where you are in the world 11 11 is the same date it's the same it's the same date right because other countries put the day first the 11th of the 11th month 2022 we in the states in the west we do the 11th month the 11th day and the year well if the day and the month are the same number it doesn't matter it's it, it doesn't you literally write it the exact same way i think 10 10 23 is the release date of starfield wife brought back a death eater wand from universal and a new gryffindor shirt just waiting on my collector's edition there you go 1010 is a, is a Friday. No, 1010 is a Friday, not a Thursday. And 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 99 doesn't work either. 99 is a Saturday. And then 1010 is a Friday, and then 1111 is a Saturday, and then I think 1212 is a Friday as well, I believe. I think, hang on. Uh dun, 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 dun. Yeah, 99 is a Saturday. Uh dun, dun. I'm sorry, 1010 is a Tuesday, not a Friday. 1010 is a Tuesday. That's a release date common in the West, right? 11-11 is a Saturday, and then 12-12 is a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, it wasn't Friday versus Saturday. It was Tuesday versus Saturday. My bad. Yo, good morning, Brown Excellence. Better stream Starfield on release. I'm here every stream looking for info. Oh, I will definitely be streaming it on release. Did I get a coffee order for my recap? I did. A five bags of dark to my man Silent Warrior. That is a big, big order. If you guys have never done a membership before on YouTube, you might be like, why would you ask for memberships? Don't you get money from ads? I watch ads, right? Well, that's not really how we do things here. We're not a very large channel, right? But I do multiple shows a day, Monday through Friday, because of the members. Consider it. Try it out for a month. It's five bucks. Click the dollar sign at the bottom of the chat or the join button. It gets you into our members-only Discord. And then a lot of the times, like today when I premiere that Hellblade video, I'm going to then go discuss it with members. So you get extra talk shows. You get extra content. You get into the Discord. You can hang out with my wife and I on Friday night. So consider doing it. If this number in the corner hits 25, I give five back. So you can help us push that number one at a time if you want. You stream gameplay anymore? Yeah, it's less frequent. It's way less frequent, Pugs. I mean, we did we did Dead uh, Dead Space on Friday for like an hour and a half. And games like Starfield and Hogwarts will likely get a lot more treatment. And then Diablo 4. Imagine telling shareholders, we have to wait for a month where the day and the month are the same and preferably a Friday. <laughs> uh, day, month, year is correct, says Hilly. That's right. Hang out with your wife? I'm in. Hang out with me and my wife, you weirdo. I'll Axio them and tear into my uh, mug. Makes for good sipping. Oh, 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 I was like, what? I don't understand why they put it on the website after the fact if they are unsure about releasing it in the first half. Again, see, people ran with the Bethesda help page, like with the Starfield release date. They were like, well, the help page says that it's landing first half of 2023. And I'm like, okay, back the frickin' truck up. That was just placeholder text. Like, they just pushed the site live. There was no reason. I think the press should, well, I'm not going to say what the press should have done. The press running with that was a mistake. It made everybody think, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. We got our release date, first half of 2023, and it's like, man, that's probably literal copy-paste placeholder text. That doesn't necessarily mean that 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 is that's like newly typed up. You know what I'm saying? 
I know this is unrelated to the current subject of Starfield, but did you get to see the new Spider-Man PlayStation Spotlight that aired in Australia a few days ago? No, I didn't. Todd Howard will single-handedly decimate PlayStation? <laughs> How? <laughs> Why do people type stuff like that? Question, does that really matter with digital sales being the main purchase now? Is that just old antiquated way to not drop a game on the weekend? Oh, it's more no, it's more than that though, Mike. It's more than that. It's it's consumer expectations. Uh there's there's multiple factors that weigh in on why releasing a game on a Saturday is I don't think going to happen. I think consumer expectations and market behavior and market patterns are likely playing a huge role there. There could even be other things that I'm not even considering. Stream Starfield even on day one bugs? Oh yeah, I'm going to play it no matter if there's bugs or not. Why not do the December placeholder like every other game? See, here's the other thing that people are forgetting. The Starfield release dates changed multiple times. So it was November, then they delayed it to next year, supposed to be first half. Then it gets a placeholder in Steam of December the 29th, which is kind of weird, because if you're going to do a placeholder date for 2023, it would be December 31st. Then they set it to 2023. So in Steam, you go, it just says 2023. Then Steam puts out the policy update that states you can have 2023, that's a generic date. You can have the exact date, right? You can have the quarter that it's going to launch, or you can put no date and it launches and it says coming soon. So they go in and opt to remove 2023 that they were allowed, according to the new policy, to leave in place. They were allowed to do that. And... And it switches to coming soon. Coming soon means there is literally no release date on the back end. None. Like, so it's like, why'd they do that? I don't know. Now, a handful of other games did this to be in line with the new Steam policy. But I watched back the streams with your brother over the weekend. Love the dynamic between you guys. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. The launch of Season 11, Reign of Fire, is February 7th for Tom Clancy's The Division. Watch our February 6th live stream for details on what to come. Yeah, I don't know about that. One more down. Another studio head leaving Halo. Stealth launch? No. Saturday would not be a good game release day. Most reputable company offices are closed on the weekends. That means the staff... Uh, that's monitoring all this stuff. Journalists, tech companies, probably content creators as well. Yeah. Who owns Steam? What, Valve? I don't get the dumb comments. Every time a first party on either side is about to drop a game, it's going to end the competition. Like, they can both coexist. That's what I'm saying, Tara. Like, what on earth? Dreams with your brother were great. Thank you. I think they know it's delayed, and they're just holding on to the announcement right now. Uh... Until there's more confidence in the Xbox brand, more shows and releases to soften the blow. So, Mike, you think they're going to delay Starfield? It's not coming first half. I I don't think they're doing a stealth launch of this game. There's no way. They definitely botched the TV show when it came to any game. Oh, you guys are talking about something else. Content creators are never off. Well, yes and no, but the lion's share of content creators are, you know, hitting things Monday through Friday. In the old days, Tuesdays were ideal for releases in stores. Sure. And again, it's just market expectation. It's just what people are expecting. It's not necessarily a must. It's just 
yeah, if, if, if you want this game to do well, if you want good market attention, then you're going to go with a Tuesday or a Friday release because that's what people are accustomed to. Can they coexist? Wrestling companies show otherwise. Maybe not a stealth launch, but what about a quick launch? Launches within a week or a month? That's the thing. Every single person that has inside information, every single person that that can that, that that has access to people that know things, they're all like, no, it's not coming first half. There's just no way. Everything they've said and every leak about these games has is, is slowly coming true. Leak one, Redfall is internally delayed. It will launch in May. Leak number two, there will be an Xbox showcase in January. Starfield won't be there. They're going to do something later on down the road. That came true, right? Um, what was the other one? Other leak, Hi-Fi, Hi-Fi Rush is going to be included in the developer direct, and it was. Like the leakers are getting stuff right, and then and then Mister Mister Matty plays is like I got a guy who's never wrong, and he says he says Starfield's getting delayed again, and then we get this leak that's like yeah Bethesda wants Starfield to land in in the fall, Microsoft wants it to land in June. Well, okay, that those two things sound to me like they're lining up. Honestly, I'm not one of the people that care if they do or they don't. I just want a good game, even if they got to delay it. I'm a real gamer, and my backlog is so huge. Uh, thoughts on Hogwarts Legacy? Should I still pre-order the collector's edition or wait? I don't know. Do whatever you... I don't, I don't have recommendations on that. I'm going to get it and play it, but you have to determine whether or not that's something that you want to spend your money on. Launch Tuesday, have word of mouth spread with school, work, ETC. Yeah, you get to kind of ride the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did it with Fallout 4, comes out five months later. Oh, yeah, I'm not denying 9 milli that Bethesda would probably love to do that. Let's just say Starfield is ready. Okay, let's say this leak is 100% false and Starfield is ready. I think Bethesda loves walking out and saying, here's our game, here's our gameplay, we're really going to wow you. Oh, and this game's coming out in three or four months. You know what I'm saying? Right now, this is what it seems like to me. I think we get nothing in February about Starfield. Nothing. And then in March, they're doing this private media event. Bethesda is. I think that private media event is going to be sort of like a capture event. Tons of new B-roll, tons of new footage that they can show and distribute, and they're going to give them all the information about the showcase. And the showcase will be in June. That's what I think is coming. I I I don't I don't think the plan is to be like, oh hey, yeah, let's let's do because like think about it. If they're doing this private media event in March, I don't think anything predates that. I don't think you do a Starfield showcase before that private media event. I think that private media event is literally meant to get the information out into the press's hands. So that way, the Starfield showcase gets really really good press treatment about oh this is what it is, this is what it is. I only look at a game in my backlog if I'm planning on uh, buy, have a great day, thanks. By completing the game rather than any other game I have access to is considered my backlog. Solom says, weekday launches give these companies work days to troubleshoot before the weekends hits. That likely they won't have all the management and full staff around. Beautiful day today in the Northeast. What's good, Travis? Yo, good morning, Robert. How are you? 
Kill You says showcase in February, game out in March. Got it from my source. That's always wrong. <laughs> Super Bowl ad? No, I don't think so. If there's an Xbox ad, I just I don't know, man. I really, really don't know. I don't see it. I really, really don't see it. I, I think there's there's just too many people that laughed at that. All the people that are connected, right? All the people that are connected and 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 know and know things are like, yeah, no, that it's it's not coming. Are you calling for an additional delay? Oh, I am. Yes. If this latest Starfield leak is to be believed, then I say delay the game the game again. I am in full support of Bethesda being in charge of when this game drops. And I'm using Phil Spencer's own words to say it. There will be a Game Pass ad at the Super Bowl, not a game specifically. Yeah, I think that's way more likely that it's just a Game Pass ad. Even the guy that leaked it came back and said that. He's like, yeah, it's likely just going to be like an Xbox Game Pass ad. Hi-Fi Rush is a $40 game available on Game Pass. Is out selling other recently released $70 games. Man, it's as if the $70 price point's actually at... Uh, and games needing to be more expensive is complete BS. That take is just remarkably stupid. Imagine being that stupid and trying to wax eloquent and trying to sound smart. Yeah, it's almost as if games have different operating costs and budgets. Like, I don't know, 150 employees working on Hi-Fi Rush is likely significantly lower in production cost to develop and launch than a game like Forspoken. Oh, let's not forget the fact that there was literally no marketing budget at all for Hi-Fi Rush. Another way to keep costs down, you rube. Like, come on. What a stupid take. Every time Starfield is delayed, more and more pressure gets put on the game to be really good. I don't disagree with that. Hi-Fi is also like six hours long. Yeah, look at the size and scope of Forspoken compared to Hi-Fi Rush. Like, oh yeah, all games are equal. All games are equal. (laughs) This, this just in. Every game is the exact same size, length, and the production... Uh, costs and marketing costs are also exactly equal. <laughs> this just in. Every game is the exact same size, length, and the production costs and marketing costs are also exactly equal. <laughs> yeah, man. That's it. That's it. They're, they're all identical. Exactly the same. There's no different. There's the budgets are the same. Uh, your margins are the same. Uh, yeah, it's all, all of it, all of it exactly the same. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for the two dollar uh, SDO. Current gen exclusive is sixty FPS minimum. No excuses. I agree. Hope you put satire next to that. Should be pretty obvious. <laughs> Super Bowl is going to announce Starfield is launching that day. I know this because on Sunday I had some hazy Jane and I fell asleep on the sofa. Phil Spencer came to me in a dream. <laughs> Listen, if you're just tuning in, smash that like button and contribute to the conversation. Let's set our sights on 500 likes and let's set our sights on 25 members. We haven't missed this member goal since November. 
and we're not going to start today if we hit that i have to gift five members to the community so make sure and help push us there even if it's one at a time uh and i would love to hear what you think it definitely seems as though the leaks the insiders the people that are in the know you're not going to see starfield first half of this year however it seems microsoft according to the leak wants it to land in the first half of this year which i am very worried about the pattern that is going to set and what's that going to do for future launches gamers judge so quickly Forspoken isn't even bad at all it's really enjoyable if you actually put some time into it i mean the review scores are pretty bad everywhere yeah 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 chinny chin chin that's my man right there thank you creature thank you I made the mistake, creature, of I came down here in the office and I already had the table set up for Lego. So I was like, let me crank out two Lego vids. And then I was like, oh, I have an hour. I'll get everything done for tomorrow. And then my wife sent me a text and she was like, I made dinner for friends of ours. We need to drop it off before we go to dinner. We were doing we were doing something with our church. And she's like, well, we need to drop this dinner off for this friend of ours. And I was like, oh, so I don't have the time I thought I had. So I got I got nothing done for today i did everything this morning i wrote today's show i recorded the diablo video i recorded a video for the rundown i recorded a video for this channel in the afternoon that i'm we're gonna watch uh here in a little bit yeah i did everything this morning <laughs> game isn't bad if you put some effort it can be really fun either starfield will launch in november says team november <laughs> or they'll surprise drop it in the next couple of months uh like they did with the anime game Forspoken spoken isn't great it's a five out of ten is the lego channel up Oh yeah, Lego Channel's been up for a while. Mm-hmm. You can use the Lego command in chat uh, or just go look for The Brick Abbey. You guys can support that channel, help us get it monetized. Please only subscribe to that channel if you're actually going to consume the content. I'm not just I'm not asking people to just go sub to go sub. Like we want our subs to engage with the content. It's not helpful to a channel to inflate its sub numbers. A $70 game must be game of the year quality for me to buy it says uh, Drufus. Just look at the disaster that is Forspoken, maybe worth 20. Yeah, but that, that's a whole other discussion. Yeah, currently Forspoken has a 57% on Steam. I, I don't know. And, uh, it, it, that, that's not a discussion in relation to the $70 price point of games. Like, I'm gonna, I, I guess, are, are you gonna, are we gonna, are we gonna hold Starfield to that? Are we gonna hold Starfield to that? Is Starfield then needing to be a game of the year contender? Because it's 70. Redfall's now 70. If, is, is, is that the standard? Is that what we're holding everything to? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Star- Starfield and Redfall are now $70, so... What are you talking about? By the time Starfield releases, it's likely have been a year already. All the major components of the game were done last June. It was playable start to finish. <laughs> so what are they doing, then? <laughs> what are they doing, then? No sleep? All the major components of the game were done last June. It was playable start to finish. So what are they doing? Wait, 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 why isn't it out yet? Polishing? Come on, bro. Bethesda definitely won Starfield to be game of the year, if not game of the decade. They're waiting for the right time to release. It's all done already. The increase in price must also have an increase in quality. If not, then no idea why it's 10 more. So, when the gas prices go up at the pump, do you get better gas? When food prices go up, do you get better food? 
when movie costs went up did you get better movies were the movies suddenly longer man I used to be able to buy blu-rays you know for 20 and they're like 30 bucks now these, these movies better get better they better be longer man this bread tastes so much better than the bread I bought a couple of months ago because it's more expensive and eggs eggs must taste amazing right now because eggs right the inflation costs on eggs I mean eggs must literally taste euphoric when you eat them now because their price has gone up <laughs> 70 bucks is fine as long as the game is finished with zero microtransaction <laughs> no microtransaction is another great standard for an ongoing game poor Diablo 4 isn't, isn't going to be up to your standards I guess usually get the same or worse quality food when the price goes up that's what I'm saying <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't want that in my chat. I don't know. My $8 apples hit the spot. <laughs> oh, man. Good morning, Alien Psychopath. Dude, I dropped an egg yesterday and was like, F. Never had that feeling dropping an egg before. I know. You're like, <laughs> don't drop it. <laughs> Diablo 4 is going to be a microtransactions fest. No, I don't think it's going to be a microtransactions fest. I think they're going to have reasonable amount of microtransactions. I think I think they're setting themselves up to be, uh, you know, a good live service game. If you guys are just tuning in, the latest information has me saying just delay Starfield. Do not push this game out before it's ready. Having a cadence of games is great, but you need a quality of games as well, right? Hey, now I got uh, to look another way for that extra uh, ten dollar take. <laughs> What do you mean? Thoughts on Forspoken? Mid. As I said it would be. Mid. With bad voice acting, bad writing, clunky controls, non-intuitive combat, I don't think it's worth purchasing. Oh, and they sent me a code, by the way. So, if you want to watch a content creator who, even if he gets a code, will give you the straight shot on the game, (laughs) they sent me a code, and I didn't hold back. I was like, Thanks for the code, but <laughs> here's what I think <laughs> of the game. Pocket sand is not mid. <laughs> uh, if it's delayed, when do you think it should drop? When is acceptable? So the date that I have in mind that is the absolute best date for Starfield is when it's ready. <laughs> That's it. That's the best date for Starfield. That's that's when it should come out. What are you doing? No, I don't need slapped. What, 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 do you guys have any tentative plans today? Okay. Oh, you actually did school. You got him to do it. Good, 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 good. I feel like Redfall needs to be uh, to breathe a bit. Having Starfield launch in June would suck any momentum that could stir out. Uh, most likely a fall release. So it could be delayed to 2024. I'd be okay with that. I'm not kidding you. I would be totally okay with a Starfield release date in 2024. I'd be totally fine with that. Like, do you want to get a good game or do you just want the game? Like, it's one of those things where, think of it this way, think of it this way. So, there are times when I have been waiting to uh, eat at a restaurant And there's a really, really long wait, okay? And you get to the point where you're like, okay, it's going to be another 25 minutes. And you start measuring. Well, 
we could drive somewhere else and try and eat there. But by the time we get in the car, get there, get out of the car, and put our name in, the 25 minutes has been spent. Let's just stay here, right? You get that sunk cost. You're just trapped, okay? So, so, this is a similar situation. It's like, we might as well just wait until it is ready. What am I going to storm the kitchen and be like, give me the food now or seat me now? Here, let me make the analogy function a little bit better. So let's say the restaurant isn't ready to seat me because they're light on wait staff, but I'm indignant and I'm like, listen, you're going to seat me right now. And so they seat me. What difference does it make if, if I don't get any service, if no one comes and takes care of me, if the quality of the service is terrible, if the food ends up being terrible, because they're like, well, just give him something, just rush it out there. You said yourself, you don't have time to play games, us gamers need it this year, Lono, no, no. What, what, what do you, I'm not arguing for myself, I'm arguing for the quality of the game. If, if I, listen, if I could play this game top to bottom, front, middle, and end, and, and dedicate hours and hours and hours of gameplay to it on my channel, which, who knows, maybe I can in the afternoons. Primarily, we do the talk show in the mornings, so maybe I could. I'm arguing for the quality of the game. I want Starfield to be amazing. I don't want it to come out just so Microsoft can say they launched a game. If you order food and it never comes eventually... Guess what? You cancel the order and you leave the restaurant. Right. So the analogy breaks down, T-Bone. That you can't st- Don't stretch an analogy be- be- beyond my intentions for it. My intentions were this. If if somebody is making you a dinner and it's in the oven and they made some mistakes and they had to make some adjustments and they had to start over a few times, okay? You wouldn't say, "I tell you what. I've waited long enough. Just take it out of the oven and let's eat it." They'd be like, "Well, I, it's chicken, so I, you're gonna you're gonna eat undercooked chicken. You give just give it to me. Like you wouldn't do that. You would say, okay, fine. I guess I'll wait a little bit longer, right? I've waited this long. You know, let it let it cook to completion. That's my that's my argument. Is like if you, if you're just gonna put your foot down and pound on the table and say just get the game out the door. It's it's been long enough. What matter? What 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 does it matter if it's undercooked garbage? Muhammad with a five spot. They should just announce an indefinite delay. I'm so annoyed with this hot potato release date. Just say ready when ready so people stop moaning. I'm telling you, I said this last year. They shouldn't have said what they said when they said everything in this showcase is coming out in the next 12 months. They shouldn't have done it. They shouldn't have done it. Microsoft could be having a good year with, with none of this in the mix. Think about it. Track with me here. If they wouldn't have said that, guess what? The Xbox Developer Direct would have no blemishes whatsoever. The Xbox Showcase has no blemishes. Why? They ghost drop a game, huge success, it goes viral, it's selling like hotcakes on Steam. Oh, and also, they gave release dates for for Redfall, Minecraft, and ESO expansion. Right? Awesome. Now... It has a blemish. Why? Forza Motorsport. No release date. So everybody's going, hey, wait a minute. What happened? If they wouldn't have ghost dropped Hi-Fi Rush, that would have been the focal point of that showcase. People would be like, wait a minute. This game is supposed to be coming out in, in four months or less. You don't have a release date yet? Then Forza does a stream the next day. And what's the conclusion from that stream? Still no release date. So... 
let's let I don't think Forts is coming first half. I think Forts has been kicked to the second half. What's that do? Well, now we got added pressure. Now we got to get Starfield out the door. Uh, Docs Dark says Xbox is having a great year. Well, we're we're one month in. I watched his video. I love the guy, and that's fine. Like we're 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 a month in, right? If 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 you're watching baseball, and the first inning is really strong for one team, you don't say. This is this is good. This is we're having a great game. No, you're having a great inning. <laughs> you you could fall apart in the next couple of innings. You know, as games go. So, at at one level, he's not wrong, but at another level, it kind of doesn't matter. It's like okay, yes, strong January, strong start to the year. You got eleven months to go. I, I would I wouldn't start shouting and high fiving and running victory laps just yet. You got a lot more work to do. You got a lot of more products to land, and I don't mean just get them out the door. I mean they need to land. No one's gonna turn around. No no one is going to turn around in in August and say, well. Redfall released wasn't ready. It was buggy. Got it. Got a lot of bad reviews. And uh, same thing happened to Starfield. But hey, at least we got games. No one's gonna say that. No one gets into the eighth inning of a, of a, of, a, of a game and says, "Oh man, we're we're really we're striking out. We're playing terribly now." Oh, but we had a really good first inning. Like, come on, come on. That that that's not that's not how anybody's gonna think about these things. No, I'm waiting to binge The Last of Us. I'm actually excited for Redfall. It's a fun-looking game, but it ain't the AAA masterpiece we're desperate for from the X from an Xbox studio. Speaking of Doc Darglono, I made a tribute video to him. I mentioned you in it because uh, that's how I found your channel. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I'll have to check that out. Doc and I are trying to line up to do something together. They either have him on a show or make a video together. What's next on today's slate? A Hellblade Two video that I, it's not coming this year. I say release Starfield early. Shadow drop the thing. Here's the thing, 809 line. I'm so glad you said this because I haven't made this point strong enough yet. Ghost dropping Hi-Fi Rush worked not because of the ghost drop. It worked because it was good. You, you can't just ghost drop a turd. Because everyone's gonna be like, why'd you do that for? <laughs> why'd you do that? But that doesn't make any sense. Yo, Muhammad with the five spot... The issue with Starfield was Todd said November 2022 was release a bull needed polish. This set unrealistic expectations, causing release date toxicity. I'll agree with I will agree with you on that. They said too much. They said too much. So, 809 Lion. If they ghost drop Starfield and it's amazing, it will quite literally be a defining moment for Xbox. People will say this. This is what we can expect from Xbox. But you ghost drop a turd and everyone's going to say, what'd you do that for? Why'd you do that? You got everybody's attention for, 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 for this, right? Like Hi-Fi Rush is crushing it. Not because it was a ghost drop. It's crushing it because it's a good game that was ghost dropped. Ghost dropped, like put, put jet fuel in the tank of a well-built rocket ship, Right? You could put jet fuel in the tank 
and if the rocket ship's not ready for launch, it's going to fall apart on on launch. It's going to like it's going to launch, and all the pieces are going to fall off, and it's going to explode. You're going to be like, oh man, what 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 happened there? They need to keep Todd Howard away from journalists. He talks too much. Right. Right. Hi-Fi is way too childish for me personally. I th- I thought it looked awesome. I gave I gave Microsoft and Xbox high praise for it. I did. Rockets don't use jet fuel. Murph, Murph. I I I will slap you. <laughs> Bethesda should look at what happened to three four three. That's what I'm saying. I know you're making an analogy, right? Rocket fuel in the rocket ship. There you go. If you're ghost dropping crap, I would say get to a hospital. <laughs> the Wi-Fi crush game was a test for Starfield. I defo think they'll ghost drop. When is the Super Bowl? Super Bowl is second Sunday in February, is it not? Ghost dropping Starfield would be nuts. I can imagine it going viral fast, but also could diminish sales since some people aren't prepared. No, 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 no. FOMO would drive sales big time. If that, if Starfield dropped Ghost and was getting high praise and is in good shape, the sales would be nuts because people like, oh my gosh, like people would clamor to be involved. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't, I don't think it would necessarily, um, you know, I don't think it would necessarily work against sales because people can't prepare. Xbox been so dry last year that any drop will be loved, beloved. Oh no, I don't think so. No. Any drop will not be beloved. 809. If Redfall launches and ain't ready and it's obvious it's not ready, that's not going to go over well. People are not going to say, oh, it's a great game. Now, there are diehards that go full fandom that will be like, it's a great game, bro. Ignore the reviews. Ignore the critics. Ignore the performance reviews and bug breakdowns, right? They'll be they'll be committed to be like, no, it's a great game. But I don't think it would be described as beloved because you're making people wait and wait and wait and if they finally get what they've been waiting for and it's not good then I don't think people would will gloss over its the, the problems or the issues Microsoft is expecting this game to sell systems says Eugene you don't ghost drop a game you're expecting for people to go out and spend $500 on a console for right do we know though Eugene is that from Microsoft or is that because Todd said that in an interview, but do, I don't know if that's Microsoft's expectation. I say this because people were over the moon with a game like Pentiment. But wasn't Pentiment highly reviewed and praised? You see what I'm saying, right? Like, I'm drawing a distinction here. Like, if... Uh, it's a big qualifier, right? Pentiment launched and was good. Hi-Fi Rush launched and was good. If Redfall launches and is not good, I don't think it gets a pass just because it's like... Yay, we're getting games now. Like I don't I don't think that's what's going to happen. He's feeling the pressure. That pressure is only going to come from Microsoft says Eugene. Lono question. Do you think there's a limit on how much money Xbox put into Starfield development? If so, they probably will have to force release it because it's going over budget. Well, that's always the concern with any game that gets stuck in development hell is that you get to a point where it's not shippable, but you have to ship it. Or you're going to lose tons of money. So you ship it. And then you lose tons of money anyway. 
We have so many amazing games coming already. Uh, one being delayed to make it great is fine. That's what I'm saying, Masterclass. That's what I'm saying. Doesn't Microsoft and PlayStation have special console bundles for their big AAA titles? Yeah, they do sometimes. Yeah. And that would make you wonder, when's that going to happen with Starfield? Great time to do it with Starfield is if it lands in October, and then two months later you start pushing out combo deals for the holidays. Telling you, fall for Starfield sounds real good. Bethesda has a fan base that no matter what they release, it will sell, and sadly that includes me. Now I understand your argumentation. Your bias is showing. (laughs) At least you own it. I think Microsoft wants Starfield to push Game Pass subscriptions, not console sales. In the words of that sweet little girl in the taco shell commercial why not both why not both I, I, I think it's both cowboy console sales and game pass especially game pass on PC Xbox needs a Goliath game Hi-Fi is good Pentiment's good but they need the God of Wars the Spider-Mans the Ghost of Tsushima's right I agree with that I, I really do. 30 days uh, into the new year, uh, Barrier says, 30 days into the new year, Xbox drops a viral indie. Xbox is having an incredible year. Bro, at least wait six months. <laughs> I will cover my bias better from now on. Okay, yeah, yeah. Try to, try to, try to keep that thing hidden. Pushing subs how from PC? Well... You have people that use the Xbox ecosystem on PC and being able to get Starfield on Game Pass would potentially push subs. I think Steam is a giant barrier for that. I think most of the people that play Starfield on PC, you know, 80 to 90% are going to play it on Steam. You know what I mean? Stray is better than Hi-Fi. That's not a comparison that makes sense. They're completely different games. What happened if they drop within a day of one another? Right, yeah, Bethesda fans play whatever. That's a great point, Creature. Yeah, as big-time Bethesda fans, what do you think about that? What do you think about the fact that, like, well, if Starfield releases in June, it's going to be stepping on the toes of the Elder Scrolls Online's, you know, big content drop, right? Like, that that's that's their big content drop. They, they got a big content drop coming in June. Well, going to make it tough. If you got if you got Starfield launched in the same the same date, uh, same month, I should say. I mean, that, that, that doesn't that <laughs> doesn't that cause an issue? You know, doesn't that cause problems potentially? Hey, my man Rob V. I was like, it's been getting kind of quiet on the gifted front. We might not hit it today. There we go, taking us to fifteen members on the day. Let's get the alerts on. That might help. I didn't have the alerts turned on. That's on me, Nick. Schrader, Brain Eclipse, Pager, Carl, FQ, and Saint Ism. You guys all got a gifted membership. A lot of those are very faithful names. Be sure to get into the Discord. And if you guys have ever considered doing a membership on YouTube before, try it out for a month. Try it for five bucks. See if you like what I do. See if you like my extra additive content. See if you like my community and our Discord. East Coast Overlord with a five dollar tip through Super Chat. Microsoft wants to grow Game Pass on PC. In my opinion, their biggest obstacle is themselves. Using any Microsoft software sucks. Steam just works. I seriously think Starfield will come in the summer and be a good game. Okay? I love Steam, but we need more than one storefront and for them to not suck. 
Yeah, like if Microsoft's ecosystem and storefront starts to look better and perform better on PC, it could be very good for them. By the way, if you guys want to help this video find more people, man, smash that like button. Could I get 50 people to hit the like button that haven't hit it yet? It'll help this video find more folks. The more often you're here pressing like, chatting, and lurking, the more likely you could get a gifted membership. So make sure you're logged in, getting credit for viewing and listening and liking and chatting so when these generous people gift members, you might get one. That uh, That's a point I tried to make with 30 FPS. Bethesda game real fans do not care, I promise you. Real fans. Oh, the real fans. So I'm supposed to believe the Bethesda game studios real fans, the ones that modded Skyrim 10 times over with better textures and better features and things like co-op. They don't care about FPS? Isn't the lion's share of those fans hanging out in places where they've done lots to make the games look and run better? Just so you know, Lono, over on my side of things, people like Lion, Geek, and Doc call me Cowboy, just in case you hear someone say Cowboy. Well, I called you Cowboy because it's faster than saying, and now your mama knows. I'm just going to start calling you Cowboy. I love Bethesda games, but I ain't playing 30 FPS. Yeah, like, my video about that, about, you know, Starfield at 30 FPS, I mean... We got really good engagement on that video. We got a lot of subs. We got a lot of comments. We got a lot of views. I don't know, man. I think the tide is shifting on that discussion. I don't think. We've not really discussed this today because I did it as an upload. So we can shift to this topic if you guys want. Starfield at 30 FPS is not acceptable. It's not. Listen. I've been given the Series S grief for Dynamic 1080, and then we're hearing reports that there's issues with Dead Space running at Dynamic 1080. I'm consistent. I'm like, that's not acceptable. That's not a $70 next-gen remake if it's got to run at Dynamic 1080. Now, there's other conflicting reports coming out saying it's hitting 1440 on the PS5. Okay, fine. Whatever. We'll see. I, 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 the jury's still out on that. We're getting, we're getting different reports on that game's performance. If Starfield comes out and I can't get 60 FPS on my Xbox Series X, what? No. There's no excuse for that, man. And here's what everybody says. This is is what I get in my comments. They're like, Lono, there's a big difference between Starfield and Horizon Forbidden West, because I cited Horizon Forbidden West, a big, beautiful, open-world game that has consistent frames per second. And they're like, and it's, I call it the coffee cup excuse. You can pick up any of the coffee cups, man. Item persistence. Okay. Is, is, is that, is that something next gen that I was promised? That I can pick up any coffee cup that I can find? I, I, I don't see any headlines out there. Xbox Series X. Pick up coffee cups. That wasn't. That's not in the marketing. What's in the marketing is up to 125 frames per second, instantaneous load times, higher resolution, right? I, I, you see what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't care that I can do that. That, that just sounds like preemptive excuse making. But, 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 but item persistence, we can pick up everything that we see. Okay, I don't care if well, I can do that and it runs like trash. Gotham Knights embedded weird decisions with their lighting into the crust of the game, and the game is capped at 30, and people shredded it for that. 
It's not just item persistence. The most important is the AI persistence, says Doom. Yeah, people are claiming that the Dead Space remake is is a is is the be- is a best in class remake, and I'm like, I, I don't. The, the the gaming press is really inconsistent. What did what did what did Eurogamer say about? Uh, you know, what 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 is. What is a uh, what do they say about Last of Us Part One? This guy issued an apology after being exposed for paying to watch. I don't understand. So he paid. Did he have? Did he pay to have it made? Or did he just pay to see it? He just paid for access. He just paid to see it. I'm extremely confused on why. So. He's apologizing for funding something that's viewed as toxic and destructive to people and, and is viewed as pretty scummy. I would imagine that's what he's apologizing for. Like, he's funding an industry that's that's viewed as being pretty intrusive and invasive and nasty. He didn't pay to have them made. In 2023, says Detective Seeds, with the power of these consoles, I should have a choice to play to 60 FPS if I select the, perform- the performance mode. No more excuses. Give us 60 FPS, not 30. A five spot from the Claymores. I speedrun Cyber Shadow and I found its Game Pass version uh, has performance issues compared to the Steam version. Big time loss just for using the Game Pass version. Well, that's unfortunate. Thank you for the five spot. Speaking of consoles, I did want to touch on the image quality and one feature that perhaps uh, doesn't perform as I'd like. Xbox Series X and PS5 both offer a 60 FPS performance mode and a quality mode with RTAO and a frame rate capped at 30. The game targets 1440 in performance mode and 2160 in quality using FSR2, though we did find much lower pixel counts often thanks to DRS. I just feel like people are glossing over that. They're just glossing over that. Visually speaking, the Dead Space remake doesn't match the heights of the Callisto protocol of Callisto protocol, but it's still a handsome game with smooth performance across every console. Ultimately, if you enjoy sci-fi horror, you need to give this one a shot. So they literally concede that it's not as pretty as Callisto. Then how $70 next gen remake that doesn't match another next gen game in the same genre, whatever. I don't see why people play Breath of the Wild or Pokemon at 15 FPS, but the hardcore Nintendo fans buy it over and over. Some fan loyalty overcomes issues. Okay, there's numerous things wrong with using that as an example because the Nintendo Switch is super old and never marketed itself as a next-gen console with increased performance and frames per second. The Series X did. Also, people are like, you just expect too much from these consoles. They're only $500 you should maybe go look at all the marketing before you say that because you look silly I'm not expecting more from these consoles I'm expecting half of what they offered and promised yeah man up to 120 frames oh yeah and I'm like give me 60 give me half of that you're just being unreasonable what I think people are more critical due to frame rate than resolution so Starfield will have big issues if it isn't 60 frames right because listen Look at this game. Like, look at this game. Look at these areas. If this, if it runs thirty and looks jittery and and stuttery, that that's it's it ruins the experience. It's literally an immersion breaker for people that have experienced sixty FPS. I'm guessing the Dead Space got better favor because there were not multiple versions. A hundred percent. That's playing a factor, Detective Seeds. 
without a doubt, the greatest contributing factor to Dead Space being praised like the second coming is because it's an older game and there was nothing in between. 2008 all the way to now, nothing. Everybody's like, this is amazing. The Last of Us isn't as old and it had a remaster. That's exactly why. That's exactly why people are glossing over the performance issues. That's exactly why people are glossing over the fact that it doesn't look as good as other next-gen games out right now. Apparently, the VRS is killing it. The 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 what the variable oh, something shader. I forget what it's called now. Shading variable something shading. I forget what it's called. Virginia retirement system. That's it. Thoughts on the mod support for Starfield after launch? I'm sure it'll be a huge factor of the game's ongoing success and player engagement. I think people will be playing variable refresh rate. No, variable refresh rate is VRR. VRS is variable rate shading. Yeah. You have to play all the Dead Space remake and the changes that it has because The Last of Us had no changes. I'm literally not responding to that because I'm tired of responding to people who just say things that are false. It's exhausting. Do research and quit lying. And you actually compare the two remakes as well. One actually remade the game. The other gave it a nice paint job and latest tech for next-gen game. Wait, which game are you claiming just gave it a nice paint job? <laughs> can't, can't wait. Can't wait to read. Can't wait to read this. Please, please, which game just gave it a nice paint job? Variable rate shading. That's it. That's it. Variable rate shading. Uh, of course, pixel shading is a mechanism that lets you allocate rendering performance power at rates that vary across your rendered image. Did they add to the last of a story? I'm not engaging in this discussion because it's one of the stupidest, most intellectually bankrupt, dishonest discussions in the history of discussions that I've ever had. I simply will not discuss The Last of Us remake with people who insist on saying things like, it was just a paint job, they didn't actually remake it. I'm I'm not engaging in lies anymore. I'm not. If you're going to say something that's demonstrably false and untrue, I don't engage with it. It's exhausting. Go, go, Go peddle lies somewhere else. It's so freaking irritating, and it has nothing to do with Starfield. We're getting we're getting way off way off topic. You consider Last of Us PS5 remake or a remaster? Because I consider it just a remaster because no new content was added. It, that, that's not what determines a remake, though. That's not what you determine is a remake. You, you, they, they rebuilt entire models. They rebuilt all of the enemy aggro. They rebuilt every single environment, like. They literally rebuilt the game. That's a remake. Like, since when do we say you have to add to the add content or a story to a remake? That's not how you define a remake. If you redefine remake as, oh, they got to add to the story or change the story, that's not a remake. That's a reboot. Dead Space did all that and so much more. It's just, again, you're just smuggling in. You're just smuggling in goalpost movement. That's all it is. You're just smuggling in goalpost movement. Like, we, we we do not determine if a remake is a remake dependent upon, well, did they add features and content? That That's not even a part of it. That's not a part of the discussion. I think each game should be reviewed on their own merit 
aside from other releases. I did enjoy the Dead Space remake, but I also enjoyed Tilu remake and other the uh, and they both had great features. Yeah, that's all it is, Jake. Dead Space gets a pass because there was more years in the original and there was no remaster in, in, in the middle. The issue could also be related to the fact that you never played the first one. Adding your analytic thought process shapes how you look at it. Hopefully you at least enjoyed playing it. I thought it was fun. If I had time, I would finish it. I enjoyed playing it. I did. I thought it was fine. But resolution dipping into the 1080s and low resolution textures and animations and flat 2D sprites for fog and rain or or, or water get out of here that's not a $70 remake it just isn't and and running to the last of us remake and creating your own goalposts of defining remake so that you can say it's not a remake that's just such a suspicious way of argumentation no one's ever approached a remake and been like, did they completely change the story? That, that's that's not a remake. That would be a reboot. That, 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 would, that would be a reboot. Like, you've re- you're, it's, it's a completely new thing. Look at the Resident Evil remakes. They added content. They changed things that happened in the story. Just making the game look better is a remaster. No. That's simply untrue. Listen, it's intellectually dishonest to say that all they did with The Last of Us remake was, well, they just made it look better. It, that's not honest. That is not an honest take. They remade virtually everything. Every character model, every scene, every environment. They remade it all. They completely rebuilt the enemy aggro engine from the ground up. That, that's a remake. It required the remaking of things. A remaster is when they increased texture resolution and the resolution of the game. Like, that's a remaster. Gameplay is king. You always go back to graphics. And you always falsely summarize my argumentation because you're too weak to enter the landscape with an intellectual argument. Quit freaking doing that. I, I'm not saying... I'm not always going back to graphics. We're talking about remakes the entire impetus of a remake is to make it look prettier. Like, yes, in the context of remakes, that's the number one thing that you're going to run to. Does it look better? If I if I tell you, if I tell you we're remaking GoldenEye, the first thing you're going to look for is graphical changes and updates. That's the first thing you're going to look for. If, go- if they did a remake of Goldeneye and it looked exactly like the Nintendo 64 version, what would you say? Well, the gameplay's all that matters, bro. Then it's that's not a remake then, right? You would use the graphics to determine the quality of the remake. I had this argument with Cowboy multiple times, says Lion. He still believes it's a remaster. I explained the same thing. When the developers literally walk out into the public and say, we remade this, we remade this, we remade this, we remade this. We remade this, and we remade this. And you're like, yeah, it's just a remaster, though. That's just dishonest. That's not an honest conclusion. That's a bias-laden conclusion. Like, that's not... Okay, so if you're going to come to conclusions, it should be based on the facts. It shouldn't be based on, like, oh, yeah, well, this is what I think a remake is. Okay, well, I think a remake should make me a sandwich. Therefore, there are no remakes. Like, 
if you start off with a faulty premise, your own goalposts, of course you're going to be able to determine something's not a remake. Steelu was a remake with less features than the original release, not worth 70 bucks. Again, that's, that's goalposts moving. And the multiplayer is coming free as a standalone title later. It seems like new games are 70. I don't know if there's a degree of quality to determine whether or not they're 70 or 60 anymore. It's also wrong to say that Dead Space is getting better reviews than Tilu because it's a remake of an older game. <laughs> you don't think that's playing a factor? That's disingenuous at best. Come on! That's 100% playing a factor. It's older! There's a greater deducible and detectable measure of improvement. That is 100% playing a role in people being like, this is an amazing remake. Uh, pizza, please. Like, that's 100% playing a role. I didn't say that's the only reason. I just said, that's why people are giving it a pass. This game th- this game came out in 2008. It, it, it's like more than a more than a decade of time has passed. Of course, people are like, "Oh, this is amazing." Factions is going to be free. Yes, that that that, that justifies it. Oh, also, Black Brad Pitt. Don't forget the fact that they baked in the DLC into the Last of Us remake. So that's part of the increased value is that you're getting the entire game plus DLC that at one time cost money. That's your opinion, not the truth. <laughs> That's a very fancy way to come up with your own definitions to dismiss something. Like, if you're going to look at a game that says, hey, we remade all these systems, and you're like, yeah, well, you didn't add any content, therefore it's a remaster. I don't really care to interact with your argument. It's intellectually bankrupt. Once the voice actor said they didn't add any new voice work, it was a remaster, not a remake. Again, those are your own made-up goalposts, cowboy. Like I said, I could say if a remake is going to come out and, pro- and and market itself as a remake, it better make me a sandwich. It, it, none of these remakes are making me a sandwich. Therefore, none of them are remakes. Oh, they didn't do any extra voice work? It's not a remake then. That's just a completely arbitrary made-up goalpost that you created. If you can create your own definitions or if your argumentation depends upon your own made-up definitions, you would literally fail a speech and debate class because that is not how you debate. That's not how you argue. You come to the argument with agreed-upon definitions. You don't make up your own. Making up your own definition is the decimation of your position. You, that's, that's, not how you, it's, that's not how we define anything. If, if we're always defining our own terms then we can never have a conversation well i define remake this way well i define remake this way well okay fine like then the statements become almost illogical they're nonsensical at that point because we're all just saying well this is what i think a remake is the dead space remake characters look absolutely terrible yeah they look they look like playstation 3 character models last of us is the best game I ever played, so I make the rules. Got here. Just because you're charming and funny doesn't make you right. Let's talk about AOE 2 releasing tomorrow. Super excited about that. I have no opinion on that. The clown, that clown needs to shut up with remakes of God of War Wotnarok. Oh gosh. I think this whole thing has to do with marketing, claiming something to be a remake when it's basically just a lazy port. 
so when a real remake comes out we have to define it again so you would define what they did with the last of us remake as a lazy port or like demon souls no one but nobody wants to answer what demon souls is yeah what's demon souls is demon souls a remake well with a two spot age of empires 2 is a gold standard of remakes Yeah, what's Demon Souls? Is Demon Souls a remake? Or is it just a remaster? Like, if you come to every remake and you say, I determine what a remake is, this is not a remake, th- th- that there's no reason to even put that out there into the world because no one's going to line up with your definitions. Absolutely, Demon Souls is a remake. If Demon Souls is a remake, then so is Last of Us Part One. I refunded Demon Souls. They apparently said it was a remake. Heck no, Mafia One is a true remake, and it looks so much better than even Demon Souls. I'll wait until it's discounted. Demon Souls is a lackluster remake. I just, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, when this discussion comes up, th- 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 people, people go, p- people go full. I, you, people just go full and say like the weirdest things. They just, they, like, technically speaking, these games have been highly praised for how much they did, how much work they did, how beautiful they are, and it's like they were mid, they were lazy ports, they were lazy remakes, they were just nice paint jobs, and it's like. You just you just made it seem like I why would I ever consider that opinion is worth reading? If Demon Souls has new gameplay and not just graphical overhaul, then it's a remaster. Yeah, see, but you're redefining remake. Taken at face value, remake does not have to add new 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 mechanics. That's again, you're tacking that on, cowboy. That's why it makes your position so fragile. Oh, it's only a remake if they add new content or gameplay. That's the only way it's a remake. Wait, what? I don't understand. So they remake every single square inch of the game, but because they stayed true to the content and the story, it's not a remake. You are literally saying Dead Space is not a great remake? Yeah. No, no, that's not what I said, actually. See, now you're putting words in my mouth. I said, Dead Space is not at the graphical fidelity of a $70 next-gen game. That's what I've been saying. Look at Callisto. Look at other $70 next-gen graphical fidelity that's in the market. And then look at Dead Space. If Dead Space was $60, most of my comments wouldn't even have come out. I'd have been like, this is a pretty remake. This is great. I'm excited to play this, man. This thing came out in 2008, and I totally missed the boat on this game. Like, I 100% have never said it's not a great remake. I'm like, this isn't $70 next-gen quality. Like, ten, hitting resolution of 1080? Muddy textures? Come on. Explain the difference between a remake and a remaster? A remaster doesn't remake anything. It increases visual fidelity of existing assets. 
So the assets have higher resolution textures applied to them. The assets haven't been changed or rebuilt. They've been remastered. They also increase the resolution typically in a remaster because back when these games came out, resolutions were much lower. So a remaster basically takes the existing assets and property and it just makes it look prettier. A remake is a game that has been remade. Well, we took every single character model and we remade them. We took every single environment and we remade them. These are all brand new assets. We remade new animation sets. We remade this. We remade that. We went to the uh, enemy aggro engine and completely rebuilt it from the ground up. Okay, that's not taking existing assets and making it prettier. It's remaking them. A remaster doesn't remake anything. That's the problem with using these terms like this. A remaster takes existing assets and and like, hey, that's that's higher res now. Hey, that's prettier now. Remaster means the master wasn't changed, just enhanced, right? You're enhancing the existing assets. A remake you're remaking stuff. It's it's brand new. Like, if you go and you read all the lengthy blog posts and watch all the lengthy videos about everything that was completely rebuilt in The Last of Us Part 1, calling it a remaster, you, you just end up looking silly. It's like you, you're literally looking at a house that was rebuilt from the studs up, and you're like, yeah, it's just nice new paint. And the, and, and, the, and the contractor would be like, are you kidding me? We rebuilt this thing from the studs up. It's a brand new house for all intents and purposes. Okay, okay, I can go with that. Like, God of War 3 Remastered is the same game, but just looks better. Okay, now we're on the same page. I don't know. What God of War 3 Remastered? What are you talking about? I just, I can't, I can't take that position seriously because I don't think it's just, it just isn't accurate to the facts. When you stack up the facts about The Last of Us Part 1, it's like, you have to ignore those facts to be like, it's just a remaster, they just made it look prettier. Here's the other thing, here's the other thing, cowboy. And this is how it's easy to show the classifications that you're using aren't fair or accurate. There is a Last of Us remaster. There already is one. So you can look at what they did for that and then compare it to what they did for the remake and there is a qualitative difference. They're in completely different categories of work and results. We literally have a wonderful... That's one of the things I think that hurt The Last of Us remake. People were like, well, I mean, we just had a remaster, bro. Like, come on. We just we just had a remaster. What are you doing? So people look at the $70 and the remake and they're overly critical. I think that's one of the reasons it got treated more critically than people are treating the Dead Space remake because the Dead Space remake has no remaster. It's a much older game. So the chasm of difference between the original game and now is humongous. They're like completely different looking games. Graphically, Last of Us 1 remake is more impressive. From a gameplay perspective, Dead Space is more impressive. They both are great remakes, but Dead Space gets the edge for me. 
it's hard. It, they're so different. It's hard for me to accept that. They're just that's such a weird comparison. I'm agreeing with you because I thought God of War three and it only looked better. I get what you're saying because the characters' designs were built from the ground up. That's it. See, and I, see, this is why I like I like I like folks like you because like you're you're willing to entertain the discussion and have a back and forth instead of just like digging into the platitude of no, it's just a re, it's just a remaster like. I said I wasn't going to have this debate, and I ended up having this debate anyway. <laughs> I didn't stick. I didn't stick to my guns. I didn't stick to my guns. <clears throat> it's just we we went round and round on this back in the day, and it just it just absolutely drove me crazy. It absolutely drove me crazy because it was just one of those things where it was like, my gosh, like how how are we how are we doing this? How are we just? defining you know terms to suit our liking like it just it drove me absolutely bonkers you solve months of back and forth judge lono <laughs> thank you 809 thank you 809 uh hang on okay i had to close something i think dead space has the benefit of not being a remaster had a last gen had at least a gen where it weren't exposed to the game yes Yes, that see that's the thing is like when there's a bigger when there's a bigger chasm of difference, it makes it seem like like imagine watching a sports highlight of a football team that's about to be safetyed and they they hand the ball off and the guy runs it all the way for a touchdown. Imagine watching that highlight and then watching a highlight of a guy run the ball in from the 50 yard line. Which play is more impressive? They're both touchdowns, but the, the almost safetyed 100 yard run is arguably more impressive and more pulse pounding and more exciting. Why? Because look how much farther he went. The farther the distance is between the games, that gap is like, holy crap, look at these pictures, bro. Dead Space looks unbelievable. And with The Last of Us, people were like, well, we just got through The Last of Us Part 2, so we've seen the game in this generation's level of fidelity. We had a Last of Us 1 remaster, so what that does is it makes the differences less deducible. It's like, I, it looks prettier. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, if you actually do side-by-sides of, like, the original Last of Us of this game, like, if you look at the character models, un- unbelievable. Like, Tess looks like a real person. I was like, look at that! She just passed away, by the way. 45. I'm 41. It's so sad. She plays the board queen in Picard. She is phenomenal. She's gripping. So sad that she passed away. So young. 45 is just... I don't even know if they've said what happened. <laughs> you know, she could have been one of those celebrities that, you know, was privately, you know, privately dealing with, with something. I don't know. Oh, was it? Oh, it was cancer. Damn it. Cancer respects no one. Hang on a minute. That's really weird. It usually says duplicate CD key. It usually says duplicate stream key. Oh, now it's saying it. What the huh? My man with a $5 tip, and now your mama knows. This is why I wanted you to explain the difference, and once you did, it made a lot of sense. So you can help 
uh, change my stance on this subject, unlike Lion. Oh, oh, don't be rude to Lion. Don't be rude to Lion. Come on. Come on. Hey, Lazaro with four months. Guys, we're getting ready to shift gears. We're getting ready to go watch this Hellblade video and then hang out with members. We need 10 more members to hit the goal. We haven't missed this goal yet since November. You guys want to take some people captive? We need 10 more. We can hit it. I believe we can. We could do it one at a time. We could do it one at a time. Or, 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 uh, if somebody wants to go big, but we're uh, we're getting ready. You guys can take a bunch of people captive here. They can come hang out with us for the post-premiere discussion. You have about five minutes before we go watch this Hellblade video. My Hellblade video is very much related to this subject. Very much related. Lazaro said, so back to Starfield. I spent lots of money on my new TV for 120 hertz. Played games on the PS5 at 60 and I'll never go back. That's what I'm saying. Oh, we need 12 more likes as well. Let's smash that like button, man. Let's get it. Let's get our 500 likes. Let's get our 25 members. We had a coffee order. Let's keep it going. The, um, uh, tired of copy pasting my message. My message. I'm out. Okay. I don't see it. Vardeep, are you copying and pasting a message that's too long? I'm scrolling up. I don't see anything from you. If you're exceeding the... Oh, wait, here he says. So Dead Space is a great remake, even with the average fidelity, according to you. But isn't graphics fidelity very important for it to be great, according to you? Okay, you're creating terms and benchmarks and goalposts that I'm not using. I'm not saying great remake versus bad remake. I've said it's not a $70 next-gen game, and that's what they promoted it as. $70 next-gen only remake. It shouldn't look the way that it looks. Thank you for the gifted member from Zinthos taking us to 16. Nine more. Nine more. There we go. If we hit 25, I got to get five. Let's get a little member train going as we, uh, as we, as we transition. You guys got three minutes you guys got three minutes to get nine members, or it'll be the first day since November. We're going to lose our streak. Pat's Gaming says, thank you, Zinthos. Yes, thank you, Zinthos. Remakes definitely should come to market at half the market price of new games, or even less if possible. See, but the problem with that is, is that what, what the work that goes into them, what kind of work are you going to get if they can only charge half price? Dead Space looks bad. It, it's got low performance. Digital Foundry Dead Space Analysis? Yes, and they praise it, and yet they admit that there's low-res, low-muddy performance on performance mode on the PS5 and the Series X. Yo, terminal stupidity. And Mohammed jumps in all by himself. There it is. That's 11. We did it. We did it. So that's going to take us to 27. 27. Five from Bleep, five from Terminal Stupidity, and one from a man, Mohammed. Thank you, Mahav, for jumping in all by yourself. Whiskey Panda, Kevin Nunley, uh, I, Snowy, Digit to Comet, J Twigs, Option, Uninformed Gamer, J Skin U, CMA. You guys all got gifted members. I'm going to gift my five now, and guess what y'all can do? Y'all can come with us after this Hellblade video, and you can hang out with the members and discuss it. The Hellblade video, I'm arguing, this game's not coming in 2023. This is very much related to the discussion that we just had about the Starfield release date. Very much related. I am concerned that we're about to see a pattern of Microsoft saying, we want games to ship, even if they're not ready, and I really hope that's not happening with Ninja Theory and Hellblade 2. 
All fanboys must die. Got a gifted member. C. Bradford, Classic Xander, Drift Juice, and Claudio Com Lawson. Lono, did you say the VRS that affect the graphics and performance though? So is it really on the devs and the VRS affects the graphics? Yeah, if you're going to make a $70 remake for these consoles, it should be optimized to run well on them. Will you make excuses about the technology? That's not a good answer. Listen, listen. I'm going to send you guys over there. I'm going to send you guys over there. If you don't want to ride the redirect, click the link in chat. Click the link in chat. This video is going to premiere any second now. And you, I think you guys are really going to like this one. I think you're really going to like this one. I bring the fire. I recap everything going on with Hellblade. I'm like, this game is not coming this year. In fact, it better not come this year. A $5 tip from Brian. What everyone forgets is that remakes and remasters are for people who didn't play it the first time around. Nostalgia buys are bonus for the devs. Guys, I'm going to end this stream. We're going to watch this Hellblade video together, and then we're all going to hang out with members. Thanks for being here. I'll see you over in the Hellblade video. You can click the link getting spammed in chat, or you can ride the redirect.